Welcome back to another. I didn't even make it to another episode of Dragons and Dreadforts, the ultimate Game of Thrones companion podcast. We're glad that you're along for the journey. We've made it to the end of season finale. Wow, what Keith? You did it, man! You did it. What an episode! Yeah. Now we're gonna. Now that we've made it to the end of season one, we're just gonna spoil everything. Yeah, perfect. Seven seasons. Ned comes back, and he is a dragon. Ned comes back. Uh, he's got the body of a dragon, but nice. his head is got the still body Ned. of a dragon. Perfect. Yeah, is there? And then <laughs> T-Pain? do we find his? Do we find his body later with the head of a dragon? Yes. Excellent. Whoa. Wow. It was some black blood magic. What a pretty crazy. Michael Scott with the head of a seahorse <laughs> and the body of a seahorse. dragon. <laughs> Um, so we're excited, uh, to wrap up season one, uh, on this episode, but before we do that, we have a voicemail to listen to. If you are interested in calling and leaving a voicemail, you can do so by dialing 352-541-2409. It'll take you to a voicemail box where you can leave a message for us and we'll play it on the show as long as it is spoiler free. And also that phone number will be in the show notes. It's always in the show notes. Good job, Keith. But yeah, just good note. Letting people know. Yeah, no, it's good. What's uh, our Instagram handle? Who knows? <laughs> we'll do it at the end. It's still always impressive, not impressive, shocking when uh, Justin's saying the name of the podcast. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the name, name of the, of the podcast. God, you're the worst. That I'm on. <laughs> it means nothing to him. Oh, clearly. So far. Um, we're going to jump into this voicemail and hear what this person has to say. Hey guys, this is Nick's real best friend calling, Clint. Um, it's okay, Nick, you don't have to say it. I just know in my heart that it's me, and that means we're best friends. Um, He's not wrong. Sorry, Justin. But first of all, I want to defend myself. You can't ask me a trivia question about future characters, and then when I answer it, it's suddenly a spoiler. The whole thing's going to be a spoiler, so that's not fair. You set me up, and it was rude. Also, I am definitely on Nick's side. I am Team Ned all the way. Of course. He may make terrible decisions, or if he was actually trying to partake in the Game of Thrones, but he lives by a whole different code than they do in King's Landing, so he always made the honorable decision and the right decision. So it was honorable uh, to kill his daughter's dog? They're just trash people. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I can't spoil anything else because y'all send me a Venmo request. <laughs> I want to send him a Venmo we request. We really anyway. should. That's that's a good one. Thanks, Clint. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the voicemail. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Um, you too can call in. That was a shit voicemail, but uh, oh no, it wasn't. Listen, a couple things to address. Oh God. First of all, people are gonna call if we talk shit about them. Number I'm one. Your, I'm your best friend, so he <laughs> can suck it. Second of all, the trivia question, the part part of the excitement behind it is figuring out how to give us an answer that doesn't spoil shit in the show. Yeah, you uh, just just to just to add to that, Clint. Um, I love you, man, but you did not only name the character, you then said, you know, that character's future, and so. That was a spoiler. It wasn't the actual character that was a spoiler. It was that piece of it. Just to clarify, I still love you. Um, and congrats on finally and getting your voicemail on the show. 
There you <laughs> go. Second time's charm. Yeah, yeah. Um, his One, first two. his first voicemail was funny. It was. Yeah. Um, we do we. I, I'm sad that we couldn't play it. Maybe we'll retroactively play it one day. If if you do call in as a uh, on a voicemail now, Clint can't do this because he has called in before. But I would appreciate it a lot if you start with longtime listener, first time caller. It's a very clear way to you know long time first time just just so we know who you are, what you're you know what you're about. Um, so please start your voicemails from now on. If you if it's your first time calling, now clearly this is Clint's second. I get that. Long-time listener, first-time caller, and then go into your voicemail. Or you know don't let anyone tell you what to do. Do no. whatever you want. Do your want, own research. Yeah, I, I, uh, I want to hate him, but Clint? I can't. You want to hate Clint? Yeah, because he's trying to steal my best friend, and mm. that shit, that shit's not cool. Yeah, it is part of the podcast charter that Nick is Justin's best friend. It's it's written in the bylaws. And vice versa. <laughs> it's in the bylaws. <laughs> um, no, we're we're appreciative of you calling in. I'll I'll um I will uh let it go that you did spoil some shit because uh if you hadn't noticed. Yeah. So is Justin. <laughs> so am I. Um but yeah, no, we, we really do appreciate you giving us a call and we would love everyone to do so. Um, especially since uh this is the end of season one. We'd love to kind of hear your thoughts. Like, what did you think about season one? If you've if you're watching the show for the first time, what's your experience been so far? And if you're watching it, you know, for the third, fourth, tenth, fifteenth, whatever time. Fifteenth would be impressive. It would be impressive. I'm sure it's been done. Oh yeah. Um then we'd love to hear kind of like, did you did you catch anything in this watch through that you maybe hadn't before or you know, was there anything that you thought that we were really off on? Um, you know, we had a couple of things that uh, particularly Nick and I disagreed on um, theories and what we thought was going on and stuff like that. And so um, maybe you can weigh in um, as long as you agree with me. And if you don't, then <laughs> don't call. Um, yeah. Thanks for being Team Ned, Clint, by the way. Um, this room does not have a whole lot of Team Ned in it. Uh, and even I have, have kind of like wavered, Ned. unfortunately. I like Ned. No, 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 no. Both of you... No, you can't say that once he's dead and try to come back and be like, I certainly no, can. No, I liked him. You talk shit about him every step of the way. I did. And you guys I still liked cut him. Off and you're like, oh, yeah, man, that's sad. I talk shit about you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's, you're his best friend. It's in the bylaws. <laughs> you have to be. Yeah, that's You're fine. legally obligated. That's fine. Uh, uh, next, anyways. we're going to dive into Nick's apology corner because that list has to be long, right? No, uh, it's pretty short, I think, actually. Um I, the main correction that I had, I had one correction, um, but I can't remember what it is now, unfortunately. So I'll remember it throughout the show. Uh, not very prepared, apparently. I can help you. I, How about animated characters no, are not attractive? Not apologizing for that. <laughs> not apologizing for that. Definitely not. Um, oh, man. I stick by it. I showed you guys a picture of Nala. They they drew her with cleavage. I then showed you a picture of Simba. And who you had the same thing. Who refused to comment yeah. on it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just messing with you. Um, So nothing on Nick's Apology Corner. I'm sure. I think there are some. I don't know. I I don't I don't think so. Okay. We can move on. Um, If you want to. Before we do. Yeah. This has nothing to do with the podcast. Great. Nick, can you move Perfect. over to your right a little bit? Yeah, sure. Is that better? Yeah, like move your whole chair. Move my whole chair. Yeah, when I look over at you, I'm just blinded by that lamp. Blinded by the lamp. Now keep going. Rev it up like a deuce. Another rotor in the night. Blinded by the light. 
That's, that's all I got. <laughs> yep. No, but keep moving too. <laughs> yeah, but also, okay. I gotta move also, my bottle of wine, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, please move the wine. We can't afford another spill. Too much fire and blood in this room. Yeah, we we bought too many rugs. Too many rugs. <laughs> one too many rugs. Um, so right. episode ten of season one is titled "Fire and Blood." It was released on June nineteenth, two thousand and eleven. It was directed by Alan Taylor, and it was written by D&D. So they're back in the saddle uh, doing their thing, um, which is pretty exciting. And we open with a gruesome scene in King's Landing. Mm. Uh, we First, we open with the animated sequence. Was it slightly different this time? It looked like it was different angles, but I could also have been... Still Sean Bean on the opening credits. Still Sean Bean also noticed that. Yeah. I'm thinking it's because of his likeness. On the uh, it's like his face was on or his head was on the right on yeah, the spike. He, he used his head. Yeah. So well, I mean, yeah, clearly not his real head, but like you don't know. And you kind of know. It, it screen, looks, bro. They yeah. look pretty. Both of them look pretty wax figurey. Cal Drogo looks wax figurey later on. Like it, it, yeah. I mean, lower budget season one. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's because of his likeness. I don't. Hmm. Think, I don't know if there was a a difference to the uh, opening. You know, yeah, I meant to text you guys actually intro. when I watched it, but. Completely forgot to, yeah. but yeah, it looked. But then we open with like, like blood and neck guts just, just going down that the, some that hair. Sword. Oh yeah, Ooh. the hair was what the really did it part. for me. Yeah, yeah. And Sansa's swooning, like fainting over. Yeah, swooning uh, might be swooning's the wrong the word. Wrong word. Um, yeah, they're like dragging Ned's body away. Like it, 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 it's a, it's a gruesome, crazy scene that it, we ended on last they lift, one. And they we lift just, the head. Yeah. Ugh. They yeah. did like a cool job of like not showing it too, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. putting it kind of in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I did because. Um, you're great. I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> uh, Varys was like weirdly calm. I don't know if you guys even noticed it. He was in front of kind of where Sansa was mm. down the like one level of the platform from her. And he was just kind of like hand in his, you know, how he does the hand in the ropes thing, mm-hmm. hand on hand action. Uh, and he was just kind of standing there and it was weird because obviously this is meant to be like um, immediately after Chaos. what we just saw right. in episode nine. And in episode nine, he frantically runs up to Joffrey. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like it was, it must've just been a misstep on the, on the way that they shot this because they then showed him. I mean, it's seconds later. I got to think they probably shot that continuous. Well, they took multiple takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah That's the continuity that. department. Always has fun with that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love watching that, and uh, when people are drinking out of obviously empty cups. Yeah, those are always Dude, really funny. There's a, uh, it's removed, so it's not a spoiler. It's removed now. They've they've scrubbed it off the internet, but yeah. later on in the show, like the Starbucks cup, the Starbucks the, cup. Yeah. yeah, they scrubbed it off. Of, you I know, saw a picture. Gone. I don't know if this is edited or not, but there's a. A different moment in the show. A Starbucks cup. It wasn't Starbucks, but it was a coffee cup, like a yeah. like a to go, like a paper to go cup. That a particular well, it was Jamie. There's a there's a moment where Jamie's holding a coffee cup. Oh, he's what? holding it. That's, he's holding it. Look, and, I'm gonna have to look that up. Right uh, now. And yeah, look it up. Um, and I again, I don't know if that was like somebody on the internet edited that in, right? 
But um, I'm, I just opened it. It was a uh, Lavar Burton hosting Jeopardy, just because <laughs> I, I I watched Jeopardy before I got here, and Lavar. <laughs> I'm I'm hearing this voice do the things. I was like, is that Lavar Burton? And then it was. It was. Yeah. It was old, great. Old man Nick watched Jeopardy before he got here. Eh, it was on the background. Mm. Yeah, he. Wh- I love Lavar Burton. No, oh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, okay. Jeopardy's one of those shows where I don't understand how people are good at it. Because it's so much different information. Like all the cat, and I know that's the point, but the categories are so wildly different. Mm-hmm. And these people just know oh, a shit. lot about everything. You see it? <laughs> How does he still have that in his Bro, hand? Bro, he just has it in his hand. Is he like in the background of the show? I can't show you. I can't yeah, show you. Well, you can't I mean, see I don't want to look but. at it. No, uh, he, yeah, he's not like, it's not like a scene where he's the focal point. He's not like swinging not, his coffee cup around no, 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 in but the foreground. No, he's in, he's like, they're all like kind of lined up and he's holding like, like this, you know, he's kind of holding his hands and down in his hand is a coffee cup. They must have said action. And he was like, well, <laughs> this is, this is what we're going to do. Um, and they probably said, okay, we'll, we'll take it out and post and never did. And never did. Um, yeah, never did. it almost looks like it's like from Wawa or something yeah, like that. It's yeah. like a red coffee cup. That's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought it's that was pretty holiday good. Starbucks cup. Holiday cup. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Sorry, it's a Christmas cup. No. We're on, no. We're on Christmas. On this show, mm-hmm. it's the holiday cup. Okay. Maybe on that corner. The holiday armadillo. And those people. Yep. Okay. Can do that. Um, Right on the couch. <laughs> Please. Right where Keith no. Winter has no, already no. come. Maybe over there. On the other side of the couch. On the other side of the couch. Too much come on that one spot. Wow. <laughs> uh, I like that the joke started off subtle, quote unquote, and then just turned into this. It did. It did start oh. off subtle. Oh. Oh, like, uh. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's my favorite thing that you do. Yeah, let's let's wrap I this up. I just want up. you to know that. Um, no, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> so Thanks then, for tuning in to this episode. <laughs> Season finale. Then special we, episode. <laughs> Keith Winter came <laughs> here to this podcast. He's here. here I am. Um, so we're we're seeing like that that shot with Ned's head being held up for the crowd, and then we kind of pan down. And we see uh, it's Yorn and Arya. Yeah. So I ha- wanted to ask Keith about this because Emily asked me, and and I remember watching it for the first time and not remembering Yorn really at all. Anyway, either I remember thinking maybe that was Benjin. Like I couldn't. I, c- I knew that he looked familiar, but I couldn't really place him. So I wanted to ask you, Keith. Did you recognize? Did not recognize Yorin. Okay, because he tells Arya, "Like, do you remember me now? Like, yeah, you, you've, you've met me before, right, and, boy? Right." And the first time they met, he called her a boy. Actually, he said, uh, "He said, oh, this must be your son. He has the look.'" <laughs> and she goes, "I'm a girl." Does a um, serial color boy too? Yeah, but that one's more. Yeah, well, no, I'm pretty sure he does. I might be wrong. I can't remember. But, we'll, have to, we'll have to fact check that. But either way, so if only we could go back and watch parts of the show again. So right, anyway. Right. So I, I wanted. So you didn't recognize Yorn? Not like super. Like I, yeah. I think it was kind of like you. Like I knew him. Kind you of knew that you knew him, but you didn't but like, know where. Yeah, why, we're how. we're at this point where I don't know who half the people are most of the time, and that's fair. Do you remember Yorin now? Like who he was and is? No. Okay, so Yorin was Yorin brought Tyrion to Kings like to King's Landing or was bringing him. When Catelyn took Tyrion, mm-hmm. he's a uh, brother of the Night's Watch. He came and he was the one that actually told Ned that Catelyn had taken Tyrion. Uh, 
So that's where Ned, when he was walking through the crowd, he sees Yorin. And he's pretty easily you know, identified by the black the black cloak and everything right. like that. But he sees Yorin, and that's who he, he's telling, like, hey, go get Arya you know, on the Baylor statue. But um, but yeah, so that's why he's saying, hey, do you, do you remember me now? All that kind of stuff. He's a fairly small character for them to bring back like that without really like a an introduction of, of who this is again because his part's not huge mm-hmm. uh you know earlier in the season but anyways I, yeah emily well, asked we, me who it was we had I could, seen some know. dialogue like we had seen them at the wall um yeah he was talking they, to Tyrion. yeah and and when, and when um Benjen comes in in that point yeah they have that whole scene where it's the three of them at the table Benjen clearly doesn't like Tyrion. Right. i think he's starting to like me yeah you <laughs> it's that that and then they're talking about like uh you know, go Yorin's like, I'm going south. Tyrion's like, I'm going to travel with you. And uh, they talk about the, you know, like, we'll stop at all the finest castles and, and holdfasts and all this stuff. And that's when it leads into they're in that inn that Catelyn takes Tyrion in. Mm. And Yorin just is like, okay, well. Yeah, right. then Yorin, like, rides really hard to King's Landing to tell Ned so that he knows first that Tyrion got taken by Catelyn. And then it obviously sets that whole storyline in motion. But um, but anyways, yeah, they just bring him back kind of willy nilly like that. Yeah. And- on this first watch through, it's kind of like if you haven't had like a main, like a lot of screen time, I, I probably can't remember who you are. Especially if you're if, if you were watching it through binging it, you you might have a chance of remembering him. Right. But um, every but week yeah, like this, it's- being six weeks from the last time you saw him, I can't imagine that you'd, you'd pull that back. So, yeah. 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 So they have a moment, a quick moment where he calls her boy. She's like, I'm not a boy. And he's like telling her that she is like, you're not a smart boy. Is that what you're saying? Boy, you know, he's obviously trying to do some, uh, you know, managing of the, of the, uh, of the fallout from this and try to protect her. Yeah. And, and people in the crowd too. Like if, if he makes a big deal about, and she makes a big deal about that's my father, that's, you know, whatever she's fucked. Yep. So he's doing his job of trying to, uh, that's actually not me for once, which is, which is great. It's also not alcohol. That's fair. But, uh, but he's, he's doing a good job of like, no, 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 you chill. Why don't you, why don't you chill? He does a really great job of thinking quickly. Yeah. Uh, cause he didn't have a lot of lead time into this responsibility, from you know, Ned told him when he was walking up to the platform. Yeah. Didn't he tell him anything? Just said Baylor. He said Baylor, yep. and he connected the dots. And um, anyway, so he's like cutting her hair off, and you know all that kind of stuff. And and then I think from there we switch to uh, Catelyn, right? We cut Cat- to Winterfell. Oh, that's right with Bran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bran, uh, obviously, he's having some more kind of dreams. Um, where he's you know now he's talking with Asha about having seen his father Mm -hmm. he's trying to lead her did you pick up before they got there or you know obviously once they get there he gives her the grand tour but before that did you recognize that entrance Mm -hmm. so that's the crypts of winterfell and they uh you know he's he's like trying to get her to go in and she's hesitant and he's talking he has this moment where he he talks about like you're from beyond the wall you're from north of the wall what are you afraid afraid of? of yeah and she doesn't ever answer, but you just see this look of like hesitation on her face. Um, she's seen dead people come back to life. She's seen a lot that's of shit. what she's scared of, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, then Bran does give her the grand uh, tour of the crypts. Uh, the, you know, he talks about his grandfather uh, Rickard, Rickard. Uh, who was 
burned alive by the burned Mad alive King. Burned alive by the Mad King. Uh, he introduces Liana, who was kidnapped kidnapped by Rhaegar Targaryen. Uh, she was supposed to marry King Robert. You know, Robert started a war for her, and then he says, and she died anyway. He killed Rhaegar, but she he died killed anyway. Rhaegar. She died anyway. Did um, we know she was kidnapped? <clears throat> or like we were just kind of assumed that something happened. And we know that we this know that is the first. I think this is the first time where we find out that she was kidnapped. Yeah, because like yeah, Lauren, actually said Lauren right. pointed that out. I was like, did we know that? And I said, I don't. We think just so. knew that there was something, some connection between Rhaegar Targaryen, who we know nothing about, right, and Lyanna, who we know more about from but not a ton, not a ton. Robert but loved her. Robert loved her. The, the The moment we learned the most about her is the scene with him and Cersei. Uh, where they're having the dialogue about their relationship and mm-hmm. all that. But up until that point, it had never been explicitly said that Rhaegar had kidnapped her and that that, had, that is what directly led to uh, Robert's, Robert's Rebellion. Um, I, I actually do think that in that opening, one of the opening scenes when Robert uh, um, you know, goes down to the crypt, says, I want to pay my respects. And uh, he he lays like a feather in Liana, the statue's hand. I think he may say that like, you know, that, you know, he, he took her or something like that. He took her from me or something like that. But it wasn't kidnapped. Like that's a really strong and very colorful word to use. And so it, it begins, no, this is the first time where we really are given an opportunity to start fleshing out a little bit of that story right, which is took her from me could mean killed could mean yeah um but then we whatever then we learned that that's where robert's rebellion started which is what led to him taking the throne right um then we get a really cool scene i think uh because the wolves are, are always badass but mm-hmm. the scene where we're looking at brandon asha down the kind of the corridor and we just see this movement across the screen really quickly the black flash and then out of nowhere this black wolf just like comes and and bears his teeth at them and they fall down and it's i thought brand's reaction was funny because obviously brand one has a wolf of his own mm-hmm. but two that's his brother's wolf like he he has to know who it is but in that environment it's got to be scary you know well, yeah especially if you have been dreaming about seeing your dad down there yeah and so they fall over and it's freaking rick on and he's talking about he had a dream about their dad um obviously we we are privy to the information that he just got his head chopped off dead but so there's something happening there something mystical mysterious like they're dreaming about their dead dad and him being in the crypts um when he's and rick on has this weird like aura about him right now because a couple episodes ago he comes into Brand's room and says like, Brand says, "Oh, they'll they're they're gonna free father and then they'll come back and all that." And and Rickon just says, "No, they won't," and walks, and walks off. Out. Yeah, and then and then now you know we've seen Brand have these dreams and have this this weird this you know weird three eyed crow thing weird visions and things like that. Um, but we haven't we don't know that about Rickon. Uh, and then all of a sudden we're down there with Brand and. Rickon's down there as well. And like, he doesn't even know what a dream is. It seems like, you know, cause he saw last night when I was sleeping, you know, kind of thing. He didn't say like, Oh, I had a dream about it. So it, he just has this weird thing. He just walks off into the dark with Shaggy dog. And that's tow. why he's Justin's favorite character. Out of here. Rickon is, uh, the best character in the show. Yeah. Uh, so then we, then we go to, I kind of like this moment because it's, it's montage without being montage. 
You know, like it's it's a bunch of it's the reactions of all the Starks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's a little more obviously a little more fleshed out than just flash moments. But we see Arya, we get a glimpse of Sansa, uh, we get Rickon and Bran yep. getting the news. Then we go to Rob's camp and we we see Catelyn walking. Uh, yeah, she's trying to hold it together, walking through all the soldiers, and yeah. As soon as she makes it beyond the kind of barricades that they have set up, she emotionally just is like like faint and lets it go and then she you can hear uh rob you don't know it's rob at the moment but you can hear in the background some like weeping some sword clashing yeah and then she obviously makes her way over to rob and then they have a moment where i thought it was so cheesy she says she talks about your sword your sword and i was like i told you thought that was cheesy emily actually really liked that because it was like almost catelyn bringing Bringing Rob back, like, hey man, you know, I know, I understand what you're going through. I do. It was my husband, but you've ruined your sword. <laughs> like, I, you know, I didn't think that the sentiment was cheesy. Yeah. I thought that the writing and delivery were cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, the sentiment is great. It's she's trying to be strong for her kids, and right. now the, I can't imagine the weight that she's got on her shoulders. Her husband just got beheaded. She's yep an enemy of the state, like, you know, and her son's leading a rebellion, like, um, and, but she, in that moment, composes herself, goes over, and he, who's leading this yeah. whole, you know, force of, of soldiers, un- she understands the weight of him being a strong leader and being emotionally held together, and she encourages him to do that. So I, I think the sentiment was really special, and I thought it was really sweet, but, I just thought the writing was cheesy. I actually kind of disagree with that. That's so, but, fine. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know it is. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, I just like, uh, I, I like that piece of like, let's bring you back down to earth. You know, let's let's you know have a conversation. You can definitely be emotional, um, but anyway, I, I like that, and I liked that brief conversation too, where he says, "I'll kill them all. I'll kill every last one of them." Mm-hmm. And she says, "We they have your daughter, or they have they have your, your sisters. sisters. We've got to get the girls back, and then we'll kill them all. And then we will kill them all." Yeah. And she's just like they pan into her eyes, and she's just like dead inside. Yeah, I mean it. It was a it was a moment where you see Rob revert back to like the Rob who was ready to go to war before it was necessary, where he's like, "We're gonna kill them all," and she's like, "Hold on, there's some other priorities. There's some other things we got to think of." She she's doing a good job of holding shit down in the, wake, have, in the wake of disaster. I've noticed myself um, in we this in with this watch through, uh, kind of going back on the whole Catelyn being a giant bitch thing. I'm finding Catelyn more uh, more likable in this watch through than I ever had before. And you know, you don't have to sulk in the corner like. Is that. it because you're a dad now? No, it's because no. he's watching it with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> No, but she has good points. I mean, like, you know, this this strong female character that she's had to make a lot of calls. She's had to make a lot of decisions. They haven't all been right. They haven't all been wrong. Um, you know, she has been firm when she needs to be and soft when she needs to be. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that that she plays a massive role in this first season, and I think she does it well. And, I, and I'm kind of I'm, – I feel kind of – bad for thinking she was a giant bitch for the last eight years um sounds like emily talking 
Maybe. Maybe. Totally <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I've kind of walked that back. And I think this this scene is is one of those times where she holds it together. She knows her role when she's in the camp. And then once she gets outside, she just kind of loses it. And then she sees Rob and she's like, okay, I got to put it back together again. She brings him back down. She you know, consoles him. This guy who, like you said, is leading this this fighting force, is leading this rebellion, who, who later on the episode we're going to crown king of the north, and you know, and she's got to she's got to console him. She's the one who you know she's the not quote unquote, but like she's the woman. She's the the quote unquote emotional party here. Like that's not. I mean, obviously that's not true, but like that's how we paint it sometimes. And she's the one being strong. And and I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of weight to that. And and you know. Maybe it is Emily getting to me, but it, but that's okay. That's she. She makes me better. I don't find her to be not not Emily. I don't find John, Catelyn <laughs> oh, Catelyn to be a giant corner. bitch mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I have softened on that. All right, you are still welcome to do whatever you like to do, but just know you have Emily to answer to. I'm not married to her, so yeah. You're I thought it was her. a cool scene, especially juxtaposed with the King of the North scene of just like reminding, and even Lauren made the point like, isn't he like a kid still? He's like 18 or 19, maybe. Probably 18, yeah. But like, it's just a reminder of just like, he's still a young guy. No, I mean, it's, you know, medieval times when you only lived till you were like 30 or 40. Right. But yeah, it was just kind of cool seeing like, he's still young. Yeah. He's still, I think I said out loud before Kat said it, I was like, oh, he messed his sword up. Well, yeah. And I think you come off of, of this big victory in the Whispering Wood and capturing Jamie Lannister and, you and know, him Ty- being like super mature about it. Yeah. Like, it was just one thing. Right. Tywin's on the run and, and you feel like you're winning. And then all of a sudden you, you get word that the whole reason why you started fighting just ended. Yeah. Just they, they, they mm-hmm. chopped off his head. Um, yeah. I can't imagine what that feels like. Just that, that emotional high to that emotional low. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a great scene fucking heavy for the first you know 10 minutes of this episode so um yeah what do we got what do we got next where do we go from there uh i was just looking rob is 17 in season one and he's 14 in book one mm. so they changed his age by three years it mm. would have been really hard to have a 14 year old have a 14 year old so right king no, no, that no, we sure. respect right there's obviously one sitting down you know on the iron throne but so I guess the whole seventeen years between Robert's Rebellion and this current time frame is changed in the in the um Oh no 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 it's not. Never mind. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. It's not. Honestly, I was thinking I was going the other way. My bad. Reacting to you, not that I want her to be king or whatever, but I think if they took Arya's character and put her on the throne, I would appreciate more that more than Joffrey. And why? Yeah, it's not that we don't like Joffrey because he's young. Because fuck Joffrey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would pretty much be okay with anybody besides Joffrey on the throne. Name name a character. Any character. Rickon. Better than Joffrey. Wow. (laughs) Keep going. Uh, Jamie. Better than Joffrey. Well, yeah. Cersei. Better than Joffrey. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah, we get it. Your point. Keep this shit going. The kid kid Arya killed. Way better than Joffrey. I just want everyone to know. Hot pie. A thousand times better than <laughs> Joffrey. If you have a nickname that's hot pie, yeah. you're already a king in my book. Pip. 
Ooh. Oh, absolutely. Better King Henry. Just get a song out of it. Yeah. Liza Aaron. Better Robin Aaron. Better King than Joffrey. Oh, I thought I was going to get you on that one. No, Joffrey can. Joffrey can. Robin's a little shit. Yeah, he is, but he's not Joffrey. He wants to see everyone fly through the moon door. So do I. And he's still breastfeeding at so am nine I. years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So it. It. I. I mean, you said that you disagreed with me, but I don't. After you explained what you said, I don't really know how we disagree. Oh, the the cheesiness. I, I didn't just find, thought I didn't that, find it cheesy. I just thought that that one line. Yeah. I, one line in the whole thing was cheesy. I thought yeah. the rest of it. I agreed with everything. I didn't find it. Cheesy. Other than Catelyn's a bitch. I don't understand what what you're missing here. I didn't find it cheesy. You found it cheesy. I've actually always really liked that line. So, like, yeah. Okay. Fuck me, right? If you want. Do you want? <laughs> Do you want to? Oh, God. Uh, so then we go to... That might be in the bylaws, too. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I snuck it in I there. I read these bylaws. Well, you know how Ned changed Robert's words just yeah. a smidge? Yeah, mm-hmm. he changed it. I just added some stuff that I wanted. You signed it. It's not my fault you didn't read yeah. it. Uh, then we then we go back to King's Landing, um, and uh, we're in the throne room. Joffrey's holding court, and we get the bard singing a song. We have no context before this as to what the we're listening to. Ripped his balls off, and the boar he did the rest. <laughs> I here's here's my dilemma. That was a bad song. I think well, I thought it was catchy as shit. I was, was singing it for the rest of the it was episode. really no, catchy. That, that it was the instrument playing. It was poorly uh, it was poorly executed, but it was a very clever, cleverly yeah, written he's song. Re, he's he's listening to or he's he's you know, singing it to these people that he's talking shit about. Yeah. It forced me to turn subtitles on. Yeah. The li- yeah, yeah. Can you just do it permanently? I'm, I'm trying Always to remember on. to do it. Always on. Bro. Don't well, bro me. Bro, the don't only bro, thing that you shouldn't bro, watch, and I don't think it's gonna be a problem for you. I don't know you that well, but I don't think it's gonna be a problem. Porn. <laughs> okay, two things. Uh, <laughs> the only thing, the say. only thing you don't want to watch with subtitles is sports. It 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 throws you off. It throws off your your. your oh well, I yeah. don't really watch sports, so it's great. That's what I was guessing. Um, that being said, turn it always on. You won't be sorry. You'll catch you'll you'll catch so much more. It'll be you'll enjoy things more. You'll enjoy like yeah. I mean, you don't have to sell me on subtitles. Like I'm, okay. I'm apparently down we do. I feel I'm down like with do. subs. I just keep forgetting to do them. Down until, with subs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, subs over dubs, man. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm way into it. Yeah. I don't get the reference. It's all right. It's a big nerd thing. Yeah. Never mind. Like when you're watching anime. You want to watch it in Japanese with the English subtitles. Uh, you, yeah. you don't want to listen to it in English. Oh, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's dub when they dub over the voices. Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so so I thought that obviously we've talked about it, but there were a couple lines that were really clever, and I think the ones that I liked the most were the ones where he talked about the line in his bed, and then yeah. it shows Cersei's face, and she's thoroughly unamused. And then, obviously, the one that you sang a wonderful rendition of that could have been in the show, honestly. I mean, oh, we should you. probably make that our new intro. Maybe we'll rip that. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Rip that. <laughs> Just like Nick is right now. Rip that. Rip it. Rip it. Um, so, it, it was good. Here's my dilemma. Mm-hmm. I think, based on what we know about Joffrey, okay. What do we know about Joffrey? That he's a fuckhead. Okay. Um, 
Sorry, mom, for the language. Um, <laughs> does your mom listen to this? Absolutely never. No. Um, my dad does share it on Facebook when I post oh about it, though. God. Well, Sorry. I always, I always ask him, like, do you know what you're sharing? If you, <laughs> but he's so supportive. So it's it's like, delightful. Yeah. Though. If you listen to this show because of Nick's, Nick's dad, dad from what's Facebook. your dad's first name? Chris. If you listen to this show because of Chris Holmes, thanks, Chris. I want to apologize immensely and deeply to you. Oh, they definitely haven't gotten to episode 10. <laughs> I can tell you that. Well, maybe they did. You should go back on episode zero. We, I said fuck in the first like minute and a half on episode zero. Good. That weeded them all yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Um, here, I, I'm getting to my dilemma eventually. <laughs> right. My dilemma is this. What we know about Joffrey, he's mm-hmm. cruel. He's hateful. He's a little shithead. Um, he obviously does not know that he's a bastard. Right. He thinks that Robert's his dad. He... My dilemma is that I think that he would really enjoy this song if he knew the truth that his that his dad isn't his dad and it's basically shitting on that guy because I would imagine based on who Joffrey is he would love to like stick it to somebody while they're down stick it in somebody while they're down <laughs> and like a sword that or yeah a spear a sword Some or a spear call it that. all right um and I hate that he didn't get to enjoy the song in its fullness because I really think Joffrey would appreciate that. I'm fine with him finding no joy in life. I'm so I understand your dilemma, and I actually have a dilemma as well of my own that has to do with this. Um, I don't think this is that unreasonable of Joffrey to do to a bard. So think about it a couple weeks ago, probably at this point, uh, your dad died. Now, he doesn't know he's a bastard. He doesn't know that it's not my his dad real dad, died? but no. Kevin? Uh, we don't know. Um, <laughs> are you my dad? Are you uh, <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, what was I saying? Kevin died. You were recently. talking about... Oh, yeah. A couple <laughs> weeks ago, died. his dad died. And in, 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 a, in really not a great fashion, not a very kingly fashion. Um, he's had to go through someone challenging his reign, which he doesn't know, uh, like, you know, that, that he's not. So... You have this this bard who's singing this really disrespectful song about his mother and his dead father. I don't really think that's crazy for you to like call that guy into court, like like take him take him prisoner, call him court, and say, "Hey, why don't you sing that song, you little fuck?" and and sing it in my face, you bitch. And then he does, and you and you give him a choice: Do you want your fingers or your tongue? And he says, "No, you know, man needs hands. Great." <laughs> tongue it is <laughs> which you i don't think that's really that i mean he no, didn't no. kill him it's it's not unreasonable and, and you're and you're a boy king who people are trying to kind of they don't try to figure you out they don't know what you're going to be they're kind of looking probably looking at you being weak and you need to show them that you're not now obviously joffrey is a fuck and he is super cruel to sansa right after this and i think that overshadows this but the dilemma for me is that i kind of think that's the right play if you are that boy king in that situation i 100 percent agree i don't i don't hate the move at all in fact i give joffrey props for doing something i didn't expect what i expected when i watched this is for the bar to choose hands and take the other one and then him take the one that he said he wanted to keep right that's honestly the cruelness that joffrey has exhibited mm-hmm. thus far that's really what I expected him to do. The fact that he honored the man's wish and took his tongue. I, I mean, f- I figured he'd take both of them. Yeah. Or take his head altogether, whatever. But he, he 
has a pretty reasonable level-headed move there. He's got the guy's got to be punished. You can't let that go unpunished. Correct, correct. And like and punishments at that time in that kind of realm, they are pretty severe. Like Pip was either he gets his hands chopped off or he goes. Well, it wasn't that, but um, either way, like yeah, yeah. So you can't hear, you can't see that Justin just pointed at his penis wiener. And <laughs> we call it a wiener. No, it's these are biologically accurate terms. Wiener is a biologically accurate term. <laughs> I don't believe true. that it is. No. I think that it is. I don't yeah, think if you asked correct. a doctor to show that it would say <laughs> it would be labeled wiener <laughs> on any chart. Yeah, but it's always funnier. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, is it? Yeah, wiener's, wiener's a funny. way funnier word than penis. Okay. Yeah. Um, except for when you used to play the penis game, like back in high school. Penis. Yeah. You had to say like <laughs> steadily get louder. I, I always chickened out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I fair. Always out. Um, anyways, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that, uh, that it, it, it was, it was an understandable move. I, it was, I just, I only wish that Joffrey could have, Died. uh, could have died, <laughs> but also ha- could have heard it having known the full truth because sure. I think what may have happened was that this bard may have become the bard of the court and his career would have taken quite a quite a leap in a positive direction um, instead of spiraling downwards and crashing and burning like it did in this scene. Well, in the books, Marillion actually is still in the Eerie. This is just an all, this is this all is just, kind of like, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. So that, that bard is, is actually, he, he was with them um, when they got, when they went to the Eerie Right, he and was the a tossy coin to your Witcher guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Liked. Yeah, um, he and he stays there, and you know has a, a storyline there. But um, but yeah, this, so this is all kind of you know made up. Now the bard also doesn't really know the truth either, probably. And no, of so course not. He's just singing this catchy song, trying to you know get tips in a bar somewhere, and right, got him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so here's my question: Everybody in the club getting tips? Would you pick? You're supposed to keep talking. No, I wanted to hear you do it. Okay. Uh, would you choose to keep your tongue or to keep your hands? Everyone needs their hands. You choose hands. I think so. Tongue sucks, but yeah, I, I think I think it's, it's sucks a, more. it sucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna go with the fingers too. I think it was specifically fingers, but yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the fingers as well. Because, like, without a tongue, you can still at least, like, feed yourself, clothe yourself, do other things. Like, you can function as a human being. But without fingers, like, not that this is 100% it, but, like, thumbs keep us from being animals, almost. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's some the thumbs there. are what do that? Well, like... There's animals that have th- thumbs, but there's, yeah. I mean, there are, but, like, the ability to use tools came from, like, thumb use and everything. There's animals so, like, that use tools. <laughs> I'm sorry. I agree with you actually. Fingers for me too. Yeah. Right. Keep fingers. I'm aware that like raccoons can grab things and like monkeys chimpanzees can use tools. Yeah. Right. Right. And like, you know, birds are have been shown to use tools. Birds like, aren't I real. get that. <laughs> I love that you, every time <laughs> birds are mentioned in anything, <laughs> are they, birds are real. Are they <laughs> were they replaced by the government? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's a pretty decent theory, actually. It's pretty crazy. It's not a decent theory, but it's funny to say it because it always catches. No, people but when you surprise. see those no. videos, when you see those videos of the birds that are like stuck in midair, it's like this one's this one's <laughs> faulty. You got to play the video at some point on here. Yeah. Next time we talk about birds, just have it ready. You just have it ready. I'll have it. I'll have it locked and loaded. Thank I didn't you. know we were going to get into birds this time. Always be prepared for birds. Well, they're not real. 
I really thought we were going to play the uh, the Wicked Witch of the East video this time. After <laughs> hold all up, the, hold up, hold <laughs> up. The, pro- the problem is this bubble. Spotify uh, flag stuff. Uh, when we use and other stuff. And if we use someone else's stuff, there's a chance they'll flag it. Mm. And I don't want to get yeah, yeah, that's taken good. down. Um, all right. So from here. <laughs> Hands or tongue? You didn't answer. Um, I would probably... God, I talk so much. Or fingers or tongue. Yeah. I think that I would negotiate. <laughs> how many fingers? Can I keep a couple fingers? And yeah. part of my tongue? Like, and how do you... Here's, the, here's my just question. Just the pointer finger and can, the thumb? Yeah, all I need is two. Can people... Does the tongue totally eliminate speech for real but and here's why i ask i always thought yes but then there's these people who like slice their tongue like to look like a snake's forked tongue and they still can talk and shit (laughs) but you're holding it you're holding it fair i can't i can't do it without so you can't fully move your mouth and shit my does anybody know do y'all know i guess like if you I'm sure it affects it, but does yeah, it I eliminate? I don't think it eliminates it all Because Sir Ellen Payne can't... You can still make noise. I think Ellen's just like, you know... A freak? Yeah, but I, you can still make noise, but I don't think it's going to be enunciated, obviously. Um, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, I would still allow my tongue to be taken over my fingers. Right. I think Because I, I don't think Joffrey's taken seven or six. Yeah, I think he's yeah. taken them all. Oh, Probably. Yeah. I think I would... I think I would keep also like think about like if they're chopping your fingers off, they're probably taking them one by one. That would suck. If they're taking the tongue, it's a one and done. But then you can't ever really eat again. You can eat. Yeah, you can. No, uh, it's not the same. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I would let them take my fingers. Huh. Okay. Well, two for tongue, one for fingers. I'm not saying my life wouldn't be miserable. Yeah. But it's probably I think gonna suck either way. The only reason I have friends is because sometimes I'm a little funny. And sometimes. I lose that totally with no tongue. And so what do I have, Nick? I think my friends really like my fingers. So <laughs> I certainly I'm do. keeping the fingers. Um so yeah, so then then Joffrey makes another interesting move. Fucking Sansa, yeah. He well before that. It's oh. very minor. It's inconsequential, but I just thought it was weird. He takes the crown off yeah. and leaves it on the iron throne and then proceeds. He actually gives to it to leave, the hound. Yeah, then leaves the room. Right. Why why take it off? Why take it off? You're the king. I don't know. I will say it doesn't fit his head. It looks. It probably silly. wasn't. It probably wasn't scripted that way. It probably was just like he figured. You know, probably just did it. Because um, because Sandor Kagan, you know, the Hound, he looks kind of surprised when he hands it to him. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'll grab this." And so did Robert I don't know. wear the crown around though? Only at the joust. Only at the tournament when he he's was, in public. He crown, but yeah. but but. Joffrey's about to go show Sansa the spikes on the wall. Like, yeah. he's going to be seen by people. Maybe it's a combination of, like, I'm not in court anymore and this doesn't actually fit my head. Yeah, I don't know why I took it out. I don't, uh, it's weird. I thought it was weird. It doesn't really matter, but it, it was interesting. Um, uh, Sansa greets him, Your Grace. He says, I'm king now. But he, yeah, she, oh, she my says, Lord, My yeah. Lord. And he says, It's Your Grace. I'm right. king now. And I just thought he's a prick. Yeah. Um, then, then they obviously go, uh, to the wall, not, not the wall, the wall. but, but the wall, lowercase. And, uh, <laughs> and he, he gives her uh, wall. a surprise, which is her dad's head on a spike. God. What a, what a lovely surprise. What an asshole. Did you expect that? I did. You did? I expected him to be a jerk about this. Did you expect her, him to parade her through 
looking at heads on spikes? No. Because that shit, I remember watching that being like, oh my God, we're really, he's really doing this. Like, I also thought he would be a horrible person because mm-hmm. it's who he is. But I did not. That's a different level than what I expected. I just thought he would make jokes and mock and, you know, demean her with words. But Joffrey showing- always takes it to a, another level than you expect. Like, it's always worse than you really well, thought just, he was going to do. Even just like the once you get your blood, I'll put a baby in you comment was like, oh, who is this? How old is he supposed to be? Young. Like 13, 14 year old kid. Like, how did he turn into such a Joffrey at this point? Like, <laughs> what has happened? And like, I guess I didn't expect that he would be like, here's your dad's head. But I just like, when I saw it, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I yeah, can't it believe kind of fits the bill. I was like, yeah, of course he would. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. Right. Um, he of course, is... as soon as he stepped out over that bridge, I was like, push him off. Push him. Push him off. <laughs> push him off. <laughs> Fucking push him. Um, yeah, and Sansa in this scene too, like another kind of piece where, uh, you know, lot lots of like female emotions in this episode, um, with between Danny and Catelyn and and Sansa, like she's Sansa was just this this little bird, you know, this this you know little fragile thing, um, and then right now she's going, she's by herself in King's Landing, and having to stare at her her father and her uh septa you know just heads on spikes which is crazy terrible and she's just staring at like how long do you, how long do you want me to look bitch like and he says as long as it pleases me and you know she's just continues staring and then thinks let me push this guy and the hound obviously grabs her and all that kind of stuff she takes it uh like a champ from Marin Trant which obviously it's awful to watch but but she she does not go down you know, she she takes two solid smacks to the face. Marin Trant is um, what we call a fuck. Piece of shit is what he is. Too. Um, yeah. I do want to just mention briefly, it, it seems, first off, it seems that um, Joffrey is 12 years old at the beginning of Game of Thrones. Jeez. So we've we've seen, what, maybe a couple years pass since since episode one. I don't, a year? A, I don't think it's a couple of years, but uh, it's, it's not. It's a while. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it might be. I would. I'll, I'll say six months, probably. You think six months to, from the moment where they came to to the north, they all traveled to King's Landing. So they we had know they the stayed. They Rob called the banners. They marched. All that is only in six maybe, months. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it could be. It could be longer than that. Maybe closer to a year. And think about Danny. I mean, Danny's learned a whole language at this point. We don't know that their timeline is on the same though. We don't know that they're... We, we don't. Keith made that point a couple times. We don't know that. It can't be that far off. Okay. What I right? the point of... Yeah, it's not that far off because we know that in King's Landing, they're talking about like, oh, she's pregnant, oh, we kill her, oh, yeah, that stuff. But yeah, I, 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 I mean, yeah, that, maybe, she, maybe closer to a year. So, yeah. so 13-ish. Yeah. He's young. Yeah. He's really young. Um, And they did scale him up a little bit for the television show. Uh, But but yeah, in the books, he's 12 when he's introduced. Um. He's not that much older in the show, but he is a little bit, I think. Um, but I, I wanted to mention briefly, uh, since we're here, today's uh, Fire Fit outfit. Oh, yeah. Mm. Brought to you by, part one, brought to you by the Hound. His armor. He looks crazy different in that armor. He got a promotion. Up he to got Kingsguard. a promotion, and he rocks it well. Did you even notice? Uh, super slightly. You disappoint me. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so, reading about speaking without a tongue now. 
Okay. That's what, what did I'll you, be doing what have you for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, when about? I was going in on Santa, you guys were both uh, <laughs> on your phones, and it was really hard. For I you. was I was looking up the age yeah, thing. We it. don't have a we don't have a fact checker here. Yeah. If you want to apply for the position of fact checker or yeah producer trivia you know, it's open trivia buff um we are accepting applications you can call the hotline there's no pay uh there's no pay you might get a sticker and get maybe some alcohol and get some alcohol oh yeah i'll pay you in wine call the hotline 352-541-2409 and tell us why you deserve a shot and maybe we'll let you We'll definitely let you because we definitely could use some help. <laughs> there are well, zero let's, advocates let's at this not time. Let's not throw. We'll definitely help you out there. What? We don't know who's going to apply. I'm pretty much down with whoever yeah. at this point. <laughs> really? Uh, what if Joffrey calls in? I'm, I'm definitely down for that. Are you kidding Dude, me? If, ja- if we got Jack Leeson, holy no, shit. No, no, not Jack Leeson. He's not that busy. Joffrey. He's not busy. No. Um, if Joffrey, if King Joffrey wanted to do that shit, mm-hmm. first off. Please don't call him King Joffrey. He's the king. I hate that. My grace. He's not the king. He's he, not the real king. He's literally the king. I know no king but the king in the north. We're not there yet. Mm. He's not the king yet. We are there. We're not there yet, dude. Um, and I'm so excited. 53 minutes in and we're not there yet. <laughs> are we 53 minutes in? We are 52, 52, 53, 54. Stop. 54. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Let's count it. The, rest the of Hound had uh, part one of this episode's fire fit. I like the fire fit thing. I wish uh, we made it a hashtag. hashtag I'll, fire fit. I'll try to I'll try to maintain it. Yeah, it's cool. Um, uh, so then we see, you know, Ned's head and that whole exchange that you talked about. Uh, but then they had a moment where uh, he says, I'm going to give you a gift. Uh, after I kill your traitor brother, I'm going to give you his head as well. And she responds with, or maybe, or maybe he'll, he'll give me, me yours. yours. And Good that, job, Keith. Thanks. God, dude, the look of hatred on her face was so compelling that's what i'm saying these feet like these this these female emotions that we get in this episode i mean i don't know if i really realized it until now watching through with a female it's first time i've ever watched through this show with a female i don't know if we should um, call them females yeah that seems super let's what? call them women ladies okay i thought we were doing biologically correct terms no no we're, i called it a wiener <laughs> <laughs> you said that was biologically correct it is fine i'm just saying Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. If you're a if you're a female, if and you enjoy a, being called a female. I guess I'm going on apology corner next week. I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think that was offensive. I think. That, I don't think we're trying to say that's offensive. It just. You guys I both seem offended. The, I just. It feels. It feels, feels a wrong. little bit like oh, not honoring. Oh really? Okay. In my opinion, but I'm not diminishing a, woman. a little bit. You think? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. I, I definitely didn't mean it that way. But that's yeah. But again. Okay. Justin, um, can you mansplain this for us? Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying is that I don't really hey, know. If I'm you, just you are how I feel. a woman and would like to be the producer, please be. We could use some estrogen in this room. Daphne, Justin has a lot, but we uh, we could in St. Pete. We could use more. She can still do things. You know who should we we should get Lydia, Lydia, but not just to be a producer. She should be a fourth host on this show. I would like. I think we are going to try to get in some guest hosts. Um, we are. The first one has to be a woman or a female, according to Nick. Oh, my God. <laughs> Females, give us a call. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like to me. Yeah, I didn't mean like, that. We're still females. Anyways, like the, <laughs> there's a lot of powerful women in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I don't know if I really ever realized that, except for you know now that I'm, I, like, I'm, I'm experiencing Emily experiencing this show, and she's watching it from a totally different angle than I am and perspective. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I'm I'm enjoying the men. I'm enjoying the the Rob, the Tyrion, the Ned, the Tywin. I'm enjoying that. Nick's enjoying those men. I do always. Uh, but she's but she's seeing and and she's absolutely right. I mean, we see Sansa. She steps to the king. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well quote unquote Lauren, king. Yeah. He's the king. And like yeah. even even the things that Lauren points out not that I king. like am paying attention to, but not really. She was like, man, whoever did the makeup on Sansa like did a great job making her look like she's been crying for like days well yeah and that yeah really. and that scene like just before this in the throne room when he greets her he's like you look you look great you look well today you look, and <laughs> no, she, she looks like shit what are you talking about um anyway i just thought that that scene where she just looked him dead in the face and said or maybe he'll give me yours yeah it's great was amazing yeah. she did take a hit from it i'll say this i won't say that <laughs> i thought about wow. it wow <laughs> i was just gonna say that's that's a moment when like I kind of expected Joffrey to like lose his shit, mm-hmm. and he he did it like he he did. It. I mean he he had someone else hit her, which is absolutely atrocious. But I, yeah, if you're gonna hit a woman, do it yourself. I expected him to- <laughs> oh no, God. no. I just expected him to go ballistic, and he that's not funny. He's just kind of like over it. I think. Well, I and- think that might speak a little bit to like the not a hundred percent control, obviously, but like the little bit of control or at least like some sort of upbringing that his mom has given him yeah like, he does hold his mother in yeah very like mom regard. said a king shouldn't hit his woman right so so i'm gonna think about that in this moment and then probably because mom yeah. got a couple you know and we we saw one of right, them right at least one of them yeah um so Marin trant can get fucked um yeah he sucks and then um, that's the guy that's the one we're talking about remember with with uh uh Sirio, the the dancing master mm-hmm. and we see a, a, a king's guard come in with the with the helmet on mm-hmm. we know that to be Marin trant because of mm-hmm. you know Marin trant's you know, character throughout the show but that's who it is so came in with Sirio, was a dick bag to him and then smacks sansa Twice, twice by the way which unnecessary for the second fuck one you buddy unnecessary for the first well, one sure well, but the yeah. king commanded it i understand he didn't say hit like, her twice no absolutely not he did that for fucking fun right and that's why he can get fucked yeah and well, look at the hound step so up. not to call anyone out on this does this mean we know the uh resolution of that fight with Sirio? because we're seeing another character one of the characters that was involved alive well, wasn't he like? Was he the main guy? The guy he was that, the main guy. Who yeah, he was the main yeah. king's guard. Yeah, I don't know. You okay. tell us. No, I I don't. Okay. Okay. I mean, I see what you're saying. Right. I can't answer that. Nice I mean, try. Obviously, but... I'm not trying. No, no, no. This isn't a trick question. This is a like. Did I know that he was him? Um, you met. We met Marin Trent before the encounter with Sirio, but it was so. It's been brief. Mm-hmm. It's. You probably wouldn't have realized and connected the dots. We connect the dots because we've seen the show multiple times, and they use that actor. Like it, it's meaning the same he's guy. yeah. Well, right, and that's, that's his role. Okay, but. but they they didn't do anything to like lead you into that. But they did have him present in the next episode and not Serio. So right, they they definitely like at least are leading you to think that Serio okay. didn't win that fight. Yeah, um, the Hound with his fire fit. Uh, had as much, I think, compassion as you might expect the Hound to have. He did hand her... First off, he stopped her from pushing Joffrey off the ledge. Which is unfortunate. It is. Incredibly unfortunate, but I do think that he's looking out for her a little bit. Just yeah, because he switch. pushes him, Marin Trant, and you know, the Hound is kind of duty-bound to you know, 
do that. But yeah, he pushes or she pushes Joffrey and Sansa dies. Yeah, that's it. Um, the end of the line. Yeah, yeah she just holds on. Maybe she doesn't cares. die. No, that and that's what we see is like, okay, she's clearly just like, you know what? Fuck this shit. But he, but he, he's like, hey, hold up, hold up. it will pass. Yeah, probably right. Well, and right. I was also watching it worried. He probably wouldn't die. He would just like get hurt. Yeah, unfortunately, because really like if Bran yeah. survived the window out of the tower. Yeah, they can't do that twice, though. Yeah, they already used that on Bran. Uh, Joffrey's got to crack his neck. He probably would. I would, I would have cheered so loudly if Joffrey got pushed. I would have just yelled yeah. as loud as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching it, thinking like, "Oh, thank God, go, 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 go!" Oh I man, I thought like, "Holy!" Because again, I watched this late and heard a lot of people talk about like Game of Thrones is ruthless and just people don't last a long time right and so when i'm watching i'm like this is totally a possibility that joffrey gets gets it right now um i was i was cheering for it i understand that the ramifications would have been detrimental but uh i would have loved to see joffrey get pushed off that little bridge uh but the hound he he's compassion is not even the right word but he he's a little caring he does hand her the little rag he he stops her from you know pushing him off and effectively ending her life and he's wearing great armor while he does it he looks good in that armor <laughs> yep. um the comment like you'll need this later kind of made me a little sad though it did make me sad yeah you'll be needing that again um then we go to my favorite scene from season one in all of season one king of the north we go to rob's camp they're not really in a, where are they right now they're in a they're, castle they're, uh they're i think they're in a camp they just kind of found like a like an old like almost ruin or yeah something. right. It seems like they did find some sort of like old, you know, ruin. Like yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, like an abandoned. But it doesn't seem like fest. they're in a castle, so to speak. But yeah, yeah. but they're definitely in like a, some like some a kind of hall. meeting hall. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, the great John, who do you you recognize him? Right? Yeah, he's the guy that got his fingers bit off. Yeah, Correct. he's he stepped to Rob twice. First time he lost some fingers. The second time was in the tent mm-hmm. when um, Rob lets the scout go. Yeah, and and Rob Puts says, "Call me boy." Like, go go on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's you you connected those dots. But for anybody who may not have, that's who the great John is. The great John's the one who stands up and gives this speech about like Rinley means nothing to me. Stannis doesn't either. Um, uh, here he says, "Here's what I have to say to these two kings," and he just turns his head and spits. <laughs> Uh, he says, um, wh- why shouldn't we rule ourselves? Now, there's not a ton of thinking time, but as you're watching, do you remember your thought process about what you think is happening when the great John stands up in front of this room of people and he's giving this speech? Because I remember for me thinking, this motherfucker is trying to like place himself like as a king right now. Did you have any of those thoughts? No, I was just kind of going with it, but he... I think because he stepped up twice and got not shot down twice, but like put, put in his place, place twice. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't thinking that he was trying to speak up for himself. Well, I just feel like you, you struck out the first time you, I think originally, gave another shot. I think originally I was thinking that the great John same way was like, maybe not saying that he should be King or anything, but basically saying like, we can rule ourselves. We'll all as one yeah. collective, the North. I think I was closer know, to that than anything. Yeah. Like we will all have our own, we'll have our own right, territories, stuff. just like we do, but we won't be beholden to right. the Iron Throne. We'll just rule ourselves. Yeah, and then he whips out his sword and 
There sits uh, the only king I mean to bend my knee to. Yeah. The king in the north. Well, and, and he gives you a little bit of history as well. We get a lot more history in the books, obviously, but a little bit of history of how the kingdoms came to be united. And, um, and you know, the north, like he was saying, they ruled themselves up until Aegon the Conqueror rule, yeah. comes, brings his dragons. And, and I can't remember the, the king in the north who, it is a Stark, but it's I can't remember Stark, the king yeah. who, who, you know, decides, you know what, we're going to go ahead and... Uh, just let you have this one. We realize you have dragons. Um, so They're yeah, we'll cool. listen. Right. And, and, you know, then obviously the great John says, but all the dragons are dead. Uh, there sits the only King that I, you know, mean to bend my knee to. And it's the King in the North. And Rob's like, huh, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Torin. <laughs> it was Torin Stark. Okay. Uh, is the King who bent the knee to Aegon yeah. the Conqueror. Um, sorry, what? I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. <clears throat> Keep going. Uh, that's it. Okay. Uh, I just, I mean, when he says, when he points with his sword at, at Rob, like, and then finishes with the king in the north, like, I got goosebumps. Yeah. Just, I've seen, I know what's happening, and I still just get goosebumps, because I'm like, wow. They're, like, Rob has proven himself. He's been a leader who's young, who's unproven, who had some question marks even from the people following him, and now they're like putting their backing behind him. We see everybody stand up, you know, everyone starts jumping in, and there was a really, a really cool moment. Obviously, we've seen a little bit of the re- relationship with Theon mm-hmm. and the Starks, but this was a moment that I thought was really cool with Theon because he, you know, we got some of his story, and he obviously thinks really highly of the Ironborn and and the great joys and all that. But he, he says, he calls out, am I your brother now and always? And Rob says now and always. And he says, my sword is yours in victory and defeat from this day until my last day. And that's, that's the moment when everyone else was like King in the North. And they start chanting it. And, well, and if, yeah, oh, uh, it's, it is cool. Um, they also, they're, they're now deciding. And that's probably why they're having that big council is like, Hey, what are we, Ned's gone. What are we fighting for now? Because even though Rob and Catelyn, you know, obviously love Sansa and Arya, and they don't know that Arya is not, you know, uh, Arya is not there, but even though they love them and they would do what they could to get them back, they probably wouldn't be starting a war over this. It wouldn't continue this war and continue this invasion. I don't know. The North, the North, the Northmen were are very proud. Yeah, and when you chop off their well, that's what I'm liege saying. lord's yeah. head, I feel like that. But they're discussing, correct? But they're discussing like, hey, do we continue on our own, or do we go? We, you know, the, the first guy in that whole conversation says we should we should pledge our forces to Rinley and fight with him, uh, and then you know, Rob basically says no. You know, it's Rinley's not the king; it's Stannis, and so someone asks like, hey, should we? Okay, so it's so you, we're he says, are for, you are you pledging are, us for Stannis? Are we going to pledge for Stannis? So they're trying to figure out like what are we going to be fighting for now? Um, and or, you know, clearly we've got to fight against against Joffrey Baratheon against the Lannisters. But how are we going to do that? What's the strategy? And now we're now and, and the Great John kind of puts an, a whole different one out there and says, "Shit, fuck we're those guys fighting for our freedom. We're fighting for us. We're fighting for our freedom. We're fighting for our kingdom." And so they kind of figure out that that one collective reason um, and going 
kind of going back to you know a few episodes past robert sitting there with cersei saying which is the bigger number five or one five or one with the fist you know one one army with one purpose with behind one leader um you know and and you know goes back to this which is you know they found their purpose they found their their why they found their reason and and that's what they're kind of talking mm. about in that council um well, which i think, heard you know we heard cersei talk about like the strength of the north when she was asking joffrey like right. what would you do about this and she was like well I'm, they're gonna fight you and it's gonna be pretty crazy it's a larger kingdom than all the other six kingdoms combined it it spans is more more uh distant than all of them combined mm-hmm. so yeah anyways I, it's a great scene yep we fucking king in the north man we started singing girl worth fighting for <laughs> okay in our house yes yeah there you go. <laughs> hey rob is a girl worth fighting for yeah sure i'd fight for her uh, then we go to a, a funny and sad scene with Cat and Jamie. Uh, oh yeah, where it's sad because he's real. Uh, he's holding nothing back on her. Uh, some of his some of his lines are he does hold something back. He yeah well, he does. <laughs> Widowhood he does hold something back, but not not an insult at her. Just his private matters mm-hmm. with his sister. Uh, Widowhood Widowhood becomes you. That was brutal. Yep. Mm. Uh, your bed must be lonely. Uh, is that why, is you've that why you've come? I'm not at my best, <laughs> but I think I could be of service. I slip out of that gown and I'll see if I'm up to it. Like he is just going. The the Lannister boys and and Cersei too. Not quite as brash and cavalier as them. She's got a little more tact and craft to her her wit, but they are. It's not always appropriate or easy to stomach, but they are quick with it, and they are not afraid to rock the boat a little bit. Well, and the thing is, I can hear Tyrion saying this, but completely differently did, and like yeah. humorously, and Cat probably laughs a little bit about it. Yeah, he, whereas he, Jamie he, says it, and you're like, ugh, gross. Um, and then she just drops a bomb on him. She just hits him so hard. And I was I was like happy in that moment because obviously I uh, we hate Jamie, you he, know. Yeah, and he deserved it. <laughs> he totally deserved it. And um she and then he tries to like coax her into, you know, doing it again. He starts talking about the gods. Oh, what gods are those? Cause she's talking about, you know, seven hells and and all this stuff. And uh he he talks about, oh, the trees that your husband worshipped. Where were those trees when he was getting his head chopped off? Uh, or when his head was getting chopped off, and it was just, uh, it was just, he just kept it coming. Yeah. And uh, and then um, I just, I thought that that was so crazy. Then she talks about like men like you, you know, the wise. He says there are no men like me, only me. I was like, it was a good one. It was, it was a, good, a one. good one. I said on the couch the other night when we were watching it, um, and Nick. Nick let me know that this was incorrect, but I said only because you're the only one who would fuck your sister in the Seven Kingdoms. Statistically improbable. <laughs> Statistically improbable, but but it did set him apart uh, so far, and it does make him the only man and like she's him. She's caught off guard. She she says like, "Hey, my my son, Bran, how did he come to fall from that tower?" And he just quickly I pushed him yeah, out the window. Pushed him out the window. Why? I hope I the would, fall would kill him. <laughs> I hope he would die. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's not what I was going uh, for. He's just not in that moment. I mean, obviously, then the next line is she says why again, and that's when he kind of, you know, puts her onto a different path. But um, he just continued the whole conversation. He is just 
thing after thing after thing to try to get her riled up. I think that he's trying to, my perception is get her to act a little crazy, kill him or, or hurt him or do something to even further stir up the wrath of Tywin Lannister um, and get this shit, get this shit popping. I think he, yeah, I think he likes a little bit of chaos. I think that now I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, so prison breaks escapes. Usually there's some sort of either uh, like a, like a diversion or some sort of event that sort of leads to, somebody getting their hands on a key or somebody getting there, you know, getting, and I think that he's trying to incite that. And if she can get close enough to him to where she's can, you know, is possibly trying to kill him, maybe he can work some, you know, fighting magic and, and, uh, and get the guards to come. And then somehow I, I don't, I don't know, but I, I, I think that's what's going on in his head is like, I'm going to try to stir this to the point. Like you said a little bit, like, okay, if she kills me, that riles up the Lannisters even more. They've lost their their one bargaining chip, uh, and you know. But but if not, maybe I can you know swindle this into an escape. Almost. Yeah, it's it's. I, I, there's a movie uh, I can't think of it right now, but it's a similar situation where like somebody. Oh, I know what it is. It's the Dark Knight uh-huh. when Joker's sitting in the cage and he's like talking about the cell phone thing. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, that dude's got the cell phone in embedded him. in him in him yeah and then all of a sudden chaos ensues and joker's got that dude with the like shard of glass yeah. at his neck and he's now in control right um that's the i was i was trying to think of like what's the what's the scene cuz i could picture it in my head but i couldn't think of what it was but it was it was that um uh then then Jamie finishes kind of this scene with uh, a line to Cat about uh, he says you should get some sleep. It's going to be a long war, and um, I just thought that that's like obviously we're trending that direction, right? Right. Um, this show's built building to that. It's it's um, it's it's moving that direction. He did that in part because he didn't want to answer the question about like why did you want him to die, mm-hmm. but he's it's obviously it's not even really foreshadowing as much as it is just like blatantly laying out where we're headed um do you i i just i mean obviously we don't have any information about like w- what happens from here but do you have any predictions on the, f- the how this scenario i mean the 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 starks are in in the north are at some hold fast they've got the kingslayer he's trying to pr- prompt and prod and do you have any predictions about like what you think is how that outcome is going to take place you're asking nick right <sighs> I'm asking you. Yeah, Nick, do you have any predictions about where this nah, is Nah, bro, going nice try, though. Thanks. Um, I mean, my prediction is coming from knowing whatever the next scene is with Tyrion, or Tywin. There's one about, more before that, but there, that, th- then we jump to that, yeah. yeah. Talking about like what his plans are, and like, yeah, I think we're going towards war, and I don't know, like, I'm interested to see if more people show up for Rob, even. Oh yeah, like like supporters maybe who've been like hanging out on the sidelines. Yeah, especially if they're trying to like push this King of the North thing. Like I could see that inspiring more people to come out and be like, Yeah, let's rule ourselves. Why not? What do you think about obviously this is a an off the wall question, but I am curious, based on how the show has unfolded thus far. Crazily. We've we've talked about two 
three other options realistically if you think about you know danny across the narrow sea that that you know and drogo and her and their kid Mm -hmm. it has a third option but with we renly who you've met stannis who everyone keeps talking about do you think that there's a team up potentially there or i know you don't have a ton of info to lead to that but do you have any thoughts on like what about that if it happens i don't think it will be because rob or any of his people want it to happen i think they might if they show up it will be because they just want to latch on to something and you know maybe this is the only way that we can defeat the lannisters by all of us pulling together but i don't think rob's going to go to them especially after this scene of like no we don't like let's be our own thing we don't care about any of these people. Um, so yeah, I think if it happens, it'll be because they show up and, and want to be a part of it and they just want to get rid of the Lannisters. Okay. Uh, so then we do get a brief, it's a blip of a scene, but it's worth mentioning Cersei and a pretty long haired oh, boy. Yeah. Do we know who that is? We do. Do who? you? I was wondering if you caught that. Was that another Lannister? It's another Lannister. Okay. And that was so Lannister. That was the one who gave Robert the wine. That is the one who gave Robert. Who I think named you some half wit with a stutter. <laughs> Lauren was like, I thought he was gay. Your your mother was well, a whore with look, a fat he ass. He looks a little bit like Loris Tyrell. Yeah. Who is Maybe gay. that's who she thought he, he was. Loris is, is the, Loris is the Knight of Flowers. Right. Who beat Shocker. Who beat the mountain right in the joust and was Shaving, Talking shaving Renly, and basically like fluffing him up in multiple ways uh, to to basically think about himself for king. kinghood, um, kingship, king, and then actually leaves with yeah, actually li- leaves with Renly, kingness. Right, um, when they talk about that, kingness. So yeah, that's Lancel. Um, you, you're right. He's the one that gave the king the wine. He was the king's squire. Um, Most importantly, he was the one who was sent off on the hunt for the breastplate stretcher. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you remember that brief moment. Yes. Uh, that's, Delightful moment. Yeah. So I'm glad that yeah. you you recognized him, even if you know didn't necessarily put all the pieces together. But well, it just felt gross, and so I figured it would, it was, you know, I'm sure it's, this is a gross thing. He said, is that another Lannister? Cersei is a thing for Lannisters, apparently. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. They're not great. They're not the best. Although she probably she, it, she you know he probably reminds her of Jamie. He's comfortable. Got the longer hair. He's you know also a Lannister. <laughs> yeah, he so. has the same blood. <laughs> right. Uh, so it's a it's a really brief scene. I don't think that it holds much much consequence other than to show that Cersei's fucking yeah. wild. And I will to say, show their their connection. But yeah, yeah, I will say I'm a little sad that it didn't show Cersei's reaction to Joffrey's beheading of ned like i wanted to see how that would play out with her and joffrey because we got a glimpse a camera glimpse of her when it was happening she was losing her mind she was upset about it yeah and then we just don't talk about it well the next time we see her she's like composed and like calm then kind of back to her her having sex with her brother cousin cousin something yeah uh which she he's i guess is a tiny bit better he's kevin's son it's it's better right that's your twin brother. He's Kevin's son, like Justin's dad. <laughs> ah, that's <laughs> my brother. <laughs> Is there Kevin Lannister? That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Did you I, I present? <laughs> oh, yes, Kevin, Kevin Lan- Uncle Kevin. We've yeah, met okay. Uncle Kevin. Oh, okay, uh, he's, he's he's in the Lannister. In the Lannister tent. He's at that with the war. 
Yeah, he's older. He's got uh, like whitish gray hair. George just was just like mm, Kevin. Of all the <laughs> all the I'm not a names, he's made up a lot of names. They're definitely better than J.K. Rowling's. Like you know, like Cho Chang from yeah. the one Asian yes. girl. Yeah, yeah, like okay, disappointing. <laughs> Ron and that. Harry are two of the main characters. Draco's a good name. Draco is a good name. Draco's a good well, name. the Malfoys all have good names. Lucius, Lucius, yeah, Bellatrix. The Strange, yeah. Mm. Sirius is a Sirius good is good. Sirius Black. Yeah. I enjoy the uh, wordplay with Lupin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, uh, he's got a pretty decent name, too. There's a lot of there's a lot of Nymphadora, though. Nymphadora Tonks. That's a pretty great name. A little risque. Yeah, really. Because like, a nympho is someone who's addicted to sex, right? Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah, but I think that's more like coming from like a, like a wood nymph. It's, she knows what she was doing. I've always kind of thought wood nymphs were a little freaky. I mean, they they classically hold on, are. hold on, hold on. Expound on this. I mean, the wood nymphs that I know, I've <laughs> known about, have been you know one. Little, how many do you know? How do they make you feel? A little tingly. Two. I was about to say you're not wrong, but I can't follow. They make you feel tingly. When <laughs> I didn't you're even not have wrong. to work. I didn't even have to barely work for it. No. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Much much like a wood nymph. Yeah, most mo- nymphs, I believe, are are generally uh, sexually promiscuous. Yeah, right. And so she a hundred percent knew it. Hence the Nymphadora right? tonk- tonks, and then hence the her. But the, the issue that I had with, with Rowling a little bit on the names. I love I love Harry Potter. I love her books. I don't really love her as a human. But right, she's a uh, yeah. I think she's we, I think everyone story. feels that way. Sure, but her the names all very often had some sort of wordplay to them. Right, you know. Uh, so even Tonks, like she, you know, had some like some, yeah. Right. I mean, she, she, she had some, some love feelings. She had some attraction, you know, you know, just based on how she, how she reacted to people. But I don't know if this is a Harry Potter pod- podcast or if it's a game of Thrones. I don't but, even really know where we're going with this. No, I'm just saying like just her, her names, George had to name 9,000 characters. That, so right. yeah. So fucking yeah, you got to Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> so we got a uncle Kevin um, or daddy Kevin, whatever. Yeah, to you, that would be daddy. <laughs> daddy Kevin for Justin. Uh, so then we do get to meet um, uncle Kevin in Tywin's camp. And we're just going to take a quick pause here because this is the other fire fit of the fire week. Fit. Hashtag fire fit. Hashtag fire fit. Uh, Tywin Lannister looks so damn good in his armor. I mean, it's immaculate. Yeah, it's cool. He looks regal. He looks powerful. He looks mm. like a someone who's feared. Yeah, commander com- of commands respect. Like and then he's screaming, "They have my son!" It the, if he had been wearing some cheap ass like Goodwill <laughs> found armor. Then that Some shit, army surplus how armor. Dare you, then sir. that that motherfucking line are would you have wearing, fallen on deaf ears. Are you wearing armor from Goodwill? No, but I shop at Marshalls. So I think it's pretty similar. It's it's a step. I shop up. at Marshalls. One I'm not. I'm also not on the fire fit of the week. That's true. <laughs> you are not. You're also not the richest man in all of the kingdoms. All the kingdoms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his his armor is awesome, and it's, and what he is. Wearing in a lot of scenes is awesome. He's yeah. he's frequently looking. Fresh. And then I love. I mean, he just these guys are just bickering back and forth about. Oh, we should do this. We should do that. We should do this. And then he just comes in like they have my son. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And everybody get out. Like I mean that that was like oh shit. <laughs> like, yeah. What's he gonna say to Tyrion? Because he's keeping Tyrion there. 
anyways. I will say I felt like the scene probably was better in the books because it felt rushed. It felt like we got to, we got from you're an idiot to you're in charge of everything. You're the hand of the king now really quickly. Like I liked it, but it just felt rushed. It was rushed. Um, yeah. Did you notice, excuse me, um, the brief mention of the wolf? Yes. So that's kind of what I was talking about before. In the books, it is awesome because it, it's it's a regular... Like the like, battle and like everyone's just talking about... And they were like talking about like I heard his wolf killed a dozen men and his many horses and it's just this like... What is this? Yeah, just building the legend of Rob. It and, is, and what yeah, he is and what he's doing. So it's it's minor, but I I love it because it obviously you know continues to build it. Um, uh, Tyrion has that moment, but you know before the they killed my son or they have my son, where he knocks the glass off. There's your piece, and says you'd have an easier time drinking from that cup than bringing Rob Stark to the table now. I do love that everyone in that room is just like. Pointing at you. I need your catchphrase. Fuck Joffrey. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's how everyone feels. Yeah. yeah. I love Everyone's it. Like, it's like, I was great. like, what are you pointing Damn at me for? Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> that's all right. Um, yeah. Uh, to the day I die, fuck Joffrey. Yeah, for sure. Like forever. I'm, I kind of want to get it tattooed on me. There's um, not like, even, okay, so there are, are people out there that, that love all villains. Like, you know, they, they're really drawn. You love villains. I mean, they're, they're drawn to villains. And there's lots of times where villains have some other side to them that you are like, eh, okay, yeah. Joffrey's not that. Joffrey's not, there is it is a a one single you know feeling from the entirety of Game of Thrones that fuck Joffrey. Well, yeah, nobody likes Joffrey. We've talked about it on here how like I've seen Cersei like oh well this was kind of crabby for her so. and he has no other side right he, like it's just he's a fuck well no he has another side and the other side is worse it's worse yeah right? yeah and so anyways i was just uh, yeah everyone everyone in that tent feels that way everyone are, you know on the steps of the sept felt that way was like god damn it man what are you doing no send him to the wall let's stop the war and be done with it no chop off his head and let's make everything worse stupid i'm upset it was stupid. I'm also upset and also fuck Joffrey. Yeah. Um, so uh, then, then the, you know, they Tywin, they have my son, dismisses everybody except Tyrion. He tells him, you were right about Ned Stark. Uh, you know, I always thought you were a stunned fool. Perhaps I was wrong. To which Tyrion replies, you were half Only wrong. Only half wrong. <laughs> <laughs> which he's so funny. That's kind of what you mentioned earlier. about. Say the, something clever. The Jamie thing. Like, yeah. I can hear him delivering those lines, but with a totally different like feel and vibe to him. Um, so then Tywin tells Tyrion the plan, game plan, Sandor Clegane, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Gregor Clegane, his brother, the mountain, mountain. is going to be taking 500 men and he's going to burn uh, the, the, uh, the Riverlands, Riverlands from yeah. the God's Eye to the, to the something fork. Red Fork. Red Fork. That was it. Um, and, you know, the rest of us are going to regroup at Hall, and you're going to King's Landing. To do what? To serve as Hand of the King. Uh, hand of the Hand of the King. <laughs> he says you're going to bring that king that bring that bring king to heal, and if you get a whiff of treason, and Tyrion says, 
Heads, spikes, walls. Heads, spikes, walls. <laughs> titles, uh, titles, titles. And uh, and he says he basically asks his dad like, "But why me?" And and Tywin has a line that I thought was powerful. He says, "Because you're my son." And we've talked about it before. Like, what is what's his play here? Does he really care about Tyrion? Does he really want to honor Tyrion? Does he not want to go to King's Landing? Who knows? But ultimately, he walks away from that table having, at least in Tyrion's mind showed him a little bit of respect and a little bit of a desire to like elevate him as his son and and that means something so except for that parting comment no that's i think that's justified no no, no. the neck that oh as, as don't take that away, horror, with you, that horror with you to court i think yeah. that's justified i mean um, i think it's justified but i think at least maybe i was reading more into it than i needed to the look on Ty- Ty- Tyrion's face was like he was sad about it and i was almost like reminded of well yeah tywin's almost reminding him right of what like happened hey remember what happened last time you little bitch like yeah. i yeah yeah that's gonna happen again and you you um, gotta go serve as hand of the king you can't we can't get into that mess again this is actually tywin being and i'm uh, this is gonna blow your fucking mind this is tywin being the most manipulative cunning strategic version that he can be because one Tyrion goes down to King's two 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 things can happen. Tyrion goes down to King's Landing. He gets Joffrey to to understand what he should do strategically and 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 is successful. Tywin looks like a genius because he sent Tyrion to do that. Two sec, version 2. Tyrion goes down, can't get Joffrey to listen. You're the one that's supposed to advise the king. You're the you're the reason why we're in this thing. No one's going to hold the king accountable. Everyone's going to hold Tyrion accountable. Tyrion becomes hated, gives gives Tywin an ability to, again, put Tyrion at the front of the vanguard. Like you're talking about, Keith, he doesn't flip that quickly mm-hmm. from, you're going to be the front of the vanguard, we're going to have you killed, basically, because it's, it's the most dangerous part of the battle. It's the very front. He does not flip that quickly to, now you're a valued piece of this, of this family. Right. He, it's strictly manipulative in my mind, and I think that that's actually accurate, but in my mind, it's strictly manipulative in that one, he either looks like a genius, or two, he can't get get Joffrey to come to heal, like he says. And and that's his fault. Not, and that's Tyrion's not fault. fault. It's not Joffrey's fault. It's not Tywin's fault. Tywin's out fighting a war. Of course he can't come be hand. So he sends somebody in his stead, his son, and seems like a, 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 a good, you know, a good uh, placement, uh, appointment, and then and then Ty- Tyrion you know does a bad job, and now it's all Tyrion's fault. Yep. And maybe we can execute him. Maybe we can exile him. Maybe we can you know uh, cut him off, cut him out of the will, cut him out of the inheritance. I don't know. But but it's Tywin being the manipulative, strategic, cunning person that he is. Once more, he doesn't go that quickly flipping. You know, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's my take. Did it blow your fucking mind? Like I knew it would. I liked you. it. Thanks, Keith. Yeah. I hate you. Why do you hate me? <laughs> Just give me this one. Jesus. I think it's a fine I think it's a fine theory. I wouldn't call it theory, I'd call it fact. I it's, we don't know if it's a fact. Okay. My point was Tyrion walks away from that table feeling accepted. Manipulated. He feels that he doesn't feel manipulated. Doesn't, no, but if you're being manipulated, you're not supposed to feel manipulated. <laughs> you're both saying the same thing different ways that's what i'm fucking and saying and it's delightful 
Tyrion walked away. I, I don't give a shit what Tywin is manipulating. None of my other best friends talk to me like this. Just so Tyrion you know. walked away feeling positive about the outlook he has on life with the exception of Shay. But otherwise, he felt like he's a part of this thing. He's no longer getting put in the vanguard. He's no longer, you know, uh, being dismissed. He's no longer being cut off. I mean, Tywin poured him some fucking wine. We saw in previous scenes where Tywin prevented him from like we just i think Tyrion walked away feeling a little bit he felt validated he felt like a part of the family he felt yeah absolutely which is what a manip entire tywin doesn't flip that fast why would he flip that fast he's never liked Tyrion. he's always been a cunt Tyrion says that and yeah okay you're just like i don't know kind of lingusing the <laughs> air i'll just repeat what i said like the look that he gave that i thought was like not excited about any of this. Like he looked upset. Which one? Uh, Tyrion. Oh, about the whore thing. Yeah, he just looked upset in general. I like think he, he was, was surprised. Like he was on the verge yeah. of crying almost. Is what it looked like to me. Maybe. Yeah. And and when they go back in the next scene, which is they go back into the tent, right with Shay. It's later, but. Oh, okay. All right, we'll get to that. Well, so then we find ourselves across the narrow sea with Danny, uh, waking up from that experience and she's wondering where her child is last time we saw danny she's being carried into the tent with the demonic shrieking with the singing trying to bring back drogo only death pays for life yada 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 yep and uh she's she finds out her son's dead how did my son die uh jorah says he never lived my princess um then the child's described to us do we know well does jorah react as if that's true because he just says the women said. <laughs> he said the women said he was... Well, he probably wasn't in there. Right. I know he wasn't yeah. in there, but like, did anyone else see... I don't know if this... I'm not trying to pull a spoiler out, but like book-wise, mm-hmm. did anyone see this kid? Is this true what happened? Uh, I, I know it to be true. I think it's pretty accepted that it... Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, yeah. See what, I see what you're saying. I don't know that it's ever like... Well, because we see that Mira... Mira? Yeah, Mira 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 is like screwed all of this up. Yeah, she fucking put a curse on this or purposefully. Yeah, yeah, right. But and I purposely orchestrated this. I have a theory that I can discuss at the end. But I feel like the horse was called Drogo. Right. The baby was the dragons. The dragons. I don't think she did that on purpose, though. I don't think she did it on purpose. She was trying. I think it happened. She even she she owned up to that shit and basically told. Danny in different words. Yeah. I, it was going to be I your baby. This shit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and I meant it to be the baby the whole time. And that takes you back to the last episode when she looks at her stomach, her stomach. Yeah. She was looking at mm-hmm. that fucking stomach. Right. But so what I was thinking, and I'll just talk about it now because whatever, <clears throat> the reason Cal didn't actually come all the way back was because the horse was a horse wasn't enough power sacrifice to, for a yeah. human. But the reason why the baby ended up looking like it did was because it took on whatever was happening with the dragon eggs. And then that gave the dragons the ability to be reborn. Yeah. That's a, pr- I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty strong theory, I think. Um, but yeah, there's no, it's never, it's never like corrected that the baby wasn't actually mm-hmm. a dragon. Basically. Um, it's only ever kind of left there. Okay. So we're left to believe that, um, like so, as far as we know, as far as we know, that's what happened. There's a fucking dragon that she gave birth to, or a some dead, kind of weird, 
dead there is a demon lot, dragon human There's a thing. lot more in the books. Yeah. A lot more. Right. When it Which, comes to Danny, when it comes to uh, her thought processes, her... She has, just like Bran has visions, she has visions herself. Um, it, it's, yeah, there's a lot. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty widely accepted that, that that is what came out of her. And the way that she describes her, describes that baby, sure sounds like a dragon. And that's before we've seen a dragon. Right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a True. real living, breathing like a dragon. a lizard with scales. Yeah, and, I, wrote, yeah. I wrote down. Um, yeah, go It for was it. scaled like a lizard, blind, leather wings like that of a bat. Uh, it was that's full of great worms. Dragon. Yeah, I think um, literally anyone who knows anything about dragons is like, well, that's a, that's a that's dragon. Sounds yeah. pretty dragony to me. Yeah. Um, the skin turned to ash, which I thought was weird, and that's when she saw the grave worms, which I don't really know what those are. Maggots, I don't Yeah, I think yeah, it must be. Um so then Danny asks that's for Drogo. That's a cooler name for maggots and maggots. Oh yeah. She wants to see uh basically what like what did what did my child's life buy? Like let me I wanna see Let's see Cal. Like, I wanna see Cal Drogo. And she walks out to find that the Calisar is gone. Yep. Everybody left and and Dora tell or Dora. Dora the fucking Dora explorer. the Explorer. Jora tells her that the Dothraki, <laughs> the Dothraki only follow the strong. He reminds her of that. Um, then, God, then we get to the scene where they walk. You kind of get the wide v, wide angle where they walk out towards the edge of the cliff. And then it was a really sad moment where uh, they they see him and she's like, why is he out here? And Jora says, he seems, he seems to, to like, like the, the warmth. And my note here says, Drogo is fucked in all caps because you just instantly, when you look at him, you know that something's like greatly wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not the guy that we saw, you know, lean into the. This is Iraq, not Jason Momoa. <laughs> drop the daggers, rip that dude's throat, tongue, whatever out. Like, it's, it, this is not the same. This is not the same guy. Um, so um, she asks, you know, when is he going to be back to normal? And the witch, that sorceress, says, when the sun rises in the west and sets in the east, when the seas go dry, and when the mountains blow in the wind like the leaves. And I was like, ouch. Because cool. none of those things are when ever she does the Push sun, her off the cliff. When she does the sun thing, like it's the west and the east, I'm like, okay, hold on. Yeah, to think about it. <laughs> I know. No, wait. Oh, that's backwards. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, wait, so like He's tomorrow? never coming back. <laughs> tomorrow? Right. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I would love many- Mystery Science Theater 3000 of you two watching Game of Thrones <laughs> reacting like that. <laughs> I would t- Wait, is that? Oh, that's backwards. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> um, she said we. <laughs> um, Danny, Danny then kind of has a moment where she's uh, she dismisses Jorah and, uh, and is talking to Miramaz door alone. And gets a pretty easy confession out of her. <laughs> I expected her to kill her right there. I did to too. To be honest. Yeah. Like just push her off the cliff or something. Just in that shit. Yeah. Just get that. That's at not least, how dragons kill people. At least somebody push someone off something. I want to see somebody get pushed off. That's not how dragons kill people. That's not. They kill them they with. They kill them screaming and they kill them with, with fire. fire. Um, And so, they, but and then Danny forts. says, what is, um, <laughs> you know, or I'm sorry, I think it was Miriam as door says, what is life worth when everything is gone? Like, cause she had talked about, Danny says, I saved you. Save me from what? Like they had already raped me. You know, I, I saw piles of heads. I saw my baker. I saw all these, 
all these. What did you really yeah, save you me from? My God, man, temple. fuck God's temple. Because no, because yeah, but, but I'm I can, not. No, I know. I'm I know, not defending. I know, I'm not, Don't look at me like that. Okay, so it wasn't. It wasn't directed to you. But it, I what, understand the where Danny's was, coming from. Is like, but I brought you in. I spoke for you multiple times. I kept them from continually raping you. I I got there as soon as I could, and like it was. It I understand where Danny's coming from. Like you, you had as. Miramas door as that that witch, you had the ability to be number, you know, be a trusted advisor. You she brought you in, and she it's like she just, never considered. You just it. decided like I'm gonna fuck this this whole family. I'm gonna fuck every one of them, bend them over, and fuck every one of them, and turn Kyle Drogo into a, a wax, you know, uh, statue. Turn you into somebody who gives birth to half dragons, well, and your baby is now gone. So I guess I also don't want to defend, but I can empathize. Sure, because technically, like Cal Drogo is the reason why all of the bad things that recently just happened are everything she everything she said is true. Yeah. Like a hundred percent, that's right. But you don't know Danny. Like you don't. Like Danny has had a, well, yeah, had an issue with the slavery piece this entire this whole time. You don't time. know that. I mean, you kind of know that, but like your you husband, know if you asked. But your husband just like raped and murdered. Then a, I th- well, then I thought everyone. she. I thought she had a fair point when when talking about the baby too, because because Danny said, "Well, what about my baby? He was innocent. Or what about my child? He was innocent." And she said, "Well, he was the stallion who was going to mount the, the world. world, and now his Kalsar won't." We'll burn no cities. We'll do we'll, nothing. Like yeah, yeah. Burn no cities, and I don't remember the rest. But uh, like I, it's fucked up. Don't don't misconstrue yeah, no, that. But I understand terrible. and empathize with what she's saying. Like she had that happen to her. She didn't ever want to live to see that again. Right. So she did something horrible, which was kill a, a the most powerful person. She basically around. She, yeah. she basically carried out what the small council. Sans Ned Stark wanted to do when it came to killing well, yeah. Danny, killing the baby. Well, I think like Westeros won't. I mean, maybe they will, but no one's gonna go across the, the sea to Westeros anymore because who cares? Well, how could they? <laughs> like Drogo's gone, the baby's gone, the Kalasar's gone. Well, I mean, someone's gonna lead the Kalasar, and someone's gonna become a new call. Like, yeah, yeah but, but they, they don't, don't have, have the, the same motivate. Were we about to say the same thing? We yeah, that's what I was saying too. Like they don't have a motivation to do right. it anymore. And even if they did, like did we just become best friends? <laughs> we just become best friends. They're building bunk beds now. It's crazy. <laughs> Forgot but, to ask you, how do like, you feel about guacamole? Yeah, she just shattered like every like the the Dothraki. Yeah, it's a completely. You know, because there's going to be infighting now. It's pretty like, amazing that Quotho didn't person. just come in there and fuck her up. Like, I mean, bro, she want he wanted to. Yeah. I'm not talking about Danny. I'm talking about Miramas Door. Like he had a problem with Miramas Door no, the entire time. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. wanted to, but Danny kept stopping him because he yeah, had, he, was, when, he was Drogo's blood rider, right? But I mean, after that, it I was guess, just like I guess Drogo still lives at that point, so he really can't do much. Drogo still lives, yeah. And but what kind of cow can't ride? Yeah. Well, that and also mean, he was probably like the beginning of a joke. <laughs> he was probably he was probably a little bit like preoccupied at that point in time with the fighting that would would have been happening because he's yeah, really now, now that he's totally indisposed like they've got to figure out who's going to lead this shit and somebody led that shit out of there and we don't have any idea what happened, you know, how they Yeah. I didn't see a bunch of dead bodies, so I would imagine No. You know, yeah. maybe Do you want to see a dead body? They came to an agreement. 
I do want to see the. <laughs> and now Khaleesi's just the princess of a bunch of slaves. Of a few slaves, I wouldn't say a bunch. Right. She's princess of a few well, slaves. There were a number of slaves. More than I have. Right. All right. Which is none. Right. Moving on. Ouch. Or maybe not. Really wow. abrupt. <laughs> Somebody's got to stop this shit. We're talking about Keep the show. Yeah. Okay. We're not, we're not now. Well, that's because you just abruptly moved. We're talking. And because you weren't a part of the conversation, you got uncomfortable and wanted to move that shit along. Okay. Now you're being hurtful. <laughs> uh, I don't even, I wasn't even prepared to move on. So I don't even know where I'm at my notes. Uh, my next note is that John is out this bitch is what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because uh, that's m- most of Sam my notes. Takes a horse to the face. <laughs> most of my notes are like that. I usually just don't read them as I wrote them. But this time I will read it that way. John's out this bitch. Why don't you read them like you write them? Because uh, not as many people find it as funny as I do. Mm. Um, okay. Sam did take a horse to the face. <laughs> he tried though. Yeah, yeah. Sam. It's very the first Sam. time in his whole life he's been brave. It's reminiscent of Neville Longbottom when in oh. Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone, if you're. Um, if you're correct, if you're correct, or and, uh, scholarly, I don't necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, they changed it because they didn't think American audiences would know what a 100%. philosopher's stone. Is. I just read the philosopher's stone for the first time. Wow, I've only ever read it as sorcerer's stone. I read philosopher's stone. And oh, okay, so you've read the book before. You just read. The, I read the British copy, and it. there's there's a few things different. Yeah, lots of extra use. Um, and spelling Halloween is spelled weird. <laughs> yeah, lots of extra use. That's um, funny. Talk about Celsius. So, uh, so, so, yeah. So it's reminiscent of Neville Longbottom in the first Harry Potter book, whatever you want to call it, where they are leaving um, the the uh, the common room, the common room, and he stands up, and uh, Ron and Harry look at Hermione to like put a stop to this shit, and then she puts a leg locker curse on him, and then he's. Just trapped there, but he does win some points for Gryffindor in the end. He does, yeah. He stands up, stands, to, up, yeah, to his stands up, tells him, right. yeah. When Dumbledore completely screws an entire group of children, he just, <laughs> just willy nilly, buddy. Yeah, you guys talk about this in your other podcast as well. We do, yeah. yeah. What's Check that, out what's the, the name of that podcast? Shelly J and Nate show. Oh wow, I'm wearing a I'm wearing a Harry Potter Wizards Slytherin jersey right now. Is that I didn't know if that was like a professional sports team or if that was no. Nope. This is the Hogwarts oh, house. Crest. I see the house crest now. Um, so then and the witch on the broom, on yep. the other arm. I'm, I'm observant. It's, I believe that that's the snitch. Oh, is it? Two broomsticks. Yeah, you're Golden right, snatch, you said? Nope. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> then my next nope. note, do you have anything else on John Alice's bitch? Moving on. Yeah, no, I actually do love that scene. Um, then talk. No. Okay. So I love that scene because <laughs> first of all, you understand like John, so John is out. So we, he was thinking about it when yeah, you, you mentioned that you, you brought that up actually. Uh, he was thinking that when Ned gets taken prisoner, he was thinking that when Rob goes off to war, they fucking behead Ned. And now he's like, fuck this shit. I'm going, I'm going to meet up with Rob and then I'm going to put a sword through King Joffrey's throat. And that's okay. Yeah. Go, okay, go, I see you. Go, John. <laughs> We're rooting for you. Um, you know, Sam asked him, "Do you know what they'll do to you?" And he said, "You know d- d- what they do to deserters." He said, "Better than you do," because I watched it happen a lot. Um, and then he rides right through him. Kudos to Sam, like you said, Neville Longbottom esque. Uh, just takes a horse right to the face. You got a Longbottom bitch. <laughs> 
he uh oh, Neville. he's never he's never been brave you know he he's a coward he's a, a craven he's never been brave and he stands up to john and says i won't let you go um and then he gets ridden right through i and mean then, john really did not give a shit and then one of the better <laughs> parts is when ghost is like to the face yeah ghost is like hey wait for me i'm yeah. coming and like all right you know they're like okay let's do this shit but uh but then my favorite part of the entire episode which i know this is crazy but it is because it's so fucking funny john is is riding he hears people behind him he starts riding faster he goes under this branch and the people riding behind him the the guy gets and we don't know we we know later on that it's sam but he gets clotheslined by this branch and just lets out the loudest yelp like just oh and then Pip and Grin, they stop. They're like, hey, we'll help you up. Lucky you have great padding. And John hears that it's Sam, and so he comes back and all that kind of shit. And then they do the Night's, uh, the night's Watch vows, which is great. We hear him again. Um, they get John to come back. So, yes, I think there's more to that scene than just well, there, John's you, you out sk- this bitch. You skipped a scene that's in between those two. How dare you? Shay the funny whore. Is oh, in okay. between is in between John being out this bitch and according to my notes the boys with a Z getting John. Well, that's uh, my bad, my fault. <laughs> well, that's why I have the notes, um, because I take notes. Uh, but the yeah, so I that is a, I sent you a very important clip. I'm not watching it right now. Uh, they did <laughs> uh, the big whole big hand. Yeah, that's, that's funny. They did that's get exactly. the. Sorry. <laughs> I don't need, Moving on, <laughs> talking about something people can't see. Uh, so you, you like the moment when obviously the boys with the Z go get John, uh, and what boys with a Z. I said that earlier while you were on your phone, boys with an I and a Z, my notes say the boys getting John, uh, um, they go get him and it is a cool moment, uh, where they're like trying to send me a picture of my cute kid. Huh? <laughs> That's why I was on my phone earlier. Emily sent me a picture of my cute kid and I had to like, uh, I love it. <laughs> I had to like do the little love thing on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And then I send a text about a jackass clip, which I'm not watching. It's the jackass clip where like they're walking through and it's like, okay, this is the, you know, I'm driving to Knoxville and this is the high five. And like, they're walking through the hall and, and then the all, shit of, yeah, all of a sudden this big fucking It's hand. so funny. It's hilarious. That's I just, you know, for the people who couldn't see what we were laughing at. Thank you. There's a new trailer because they're making a new movie without Another Bam. one. Yeah. Because Bam is unstable at the moment. Yeah. That doesn't. But Pam's been unstable for years. Yeah, but he's got some, apparently he was on set and did a bunch of, you know, like was was rough and they t- they said, "Okay, look, you can continue to be in the movie if you do these things, which was rehab and sobriety and stuff like that, which Steve-O's sober. If fucking Steve-O can do it, anybody can do it." Um and I mean Bam's been fucked up since Dunn died. That that's really been. I mean, Bam. Bam he was, was fucked, fucked up, up before, but when that. Dunn died, it, I mean, uh, clearly he fell off. He went off the rails. But they, he didn't hold to the contract, and so they, you know, fired him. So he's not in the new movie, and now he's putting shit out, all the shit out on Twitter, like kind of going after some of the jackass guys, and everybody's just going back to him, like, dude, you know, we want you to get help. We love you, like, you know, you, and it's just really sad. Um, he's never really been. It never really seemed like he had it all together anyways. That's what I'm saying. Right. But now it just seems like it's like really far downhill. The real question is... But no BAM. New is Jackass. Wee Man in the new Jackass? I don't know. I guess. I would think so. I can't imagine we'd be without BAM and Wee Man. And Ryan Dunn. Oh. 
Uh, so anyway, the, it, it is a cool moment for the boys, uh, the crew. I, it wouldn't have worked on me. I don't think like, I don't give a shit about those silly little, it's cause you're not Jon Snow. Yeah. But Jon Snow had been wanting to do this for a very long time. That's what I'm saying. If I'm John, that shit wouldn't work. This little like pity party where you guys are trying to get me to come back and you say, Oh, I'm here for like, I'm, I'm still out this bitch. No, like, no I'm saying he wanted to be a, a night watch for uh, a really long time. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was Longclaw. I think when they pull out, when he put, when he mm. shows him Longclaw, is when John's like, "This is, you know, I'm, I'm. This is my home. This is my family. Ned's gone. You know, what am I gonna do? And you know, I've already, I've, I've, I'm, I've already been brought into the family here. This is a fucking family sword, Valyrian steel sword. I never got anything like that from the Starks. I mean, he, he's never been treated that way." as good as he's being treated now by the Starks. And so I'm not saying that he does it because he's like, oh, I don't like them anymore. But when they show Longclaw, it's like Rob treated mm. him well. Rob did. I'm not. Yeah. And I'm not. I don't think that's why don't he saw he thought that. But, but when the they when the he door. brings out Longclaw, it's almost like a. OK, yeah, you're right. That This is this is where this is where I belong. This is where I'm I'm me. I'm accepted for me kind of thing like that. Well, and I think it's a little bit too of just like, you know, we talked about Ned always doing the honorable thing. Like he is Ned's son. Yeah. Like I think he was reminded, like, hey, this is honor. You made these oaths. This this is the oath that you made. Do we hear more about later talk about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying if my bro- my brother was in that situation, I'm out this bitch. In that little sentimental moment, ain't gonna work on me. But maybe it will for you, soft boys. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Would you have stayed? Um, I wouldn't have gone in the first I place. I really don't want my head chopped off. I'll be honest. I really like my head. Well, who's going to chop the head off now? Not Ned. <laughs> I mean, no, but like... Is it going to be Rob? You think Rob would be head Jon Snow? No, oh, but shit. I, I don't know what that... Oh, I mean, shit. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's what I said last episode. You're like, no, he wouldn't do that. Like, I, I mean, yeah. No, you don't know. Like... We talked about Ned, Rob, batting John, motherfucker. I brought that up. Rewind the rewind the tape. Let's go back to the tape. Did he say Rob would behead John? I, I said you don't know what Rob's gonna do. Deserters get beheaded. You're supposed to. I said that shit. Okay. Anyways, I probably I probably would have done the same. I probably would have started to go. They try to get me back and be like, okay, you guys clearly want me back. I'm gonna come back. You know, Nick just. Wants I like to feel being wanted because Nick has. <laughs> I like being wanted. wanted. I just want to miss out. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we're gonna have a slumber party. Fucking kill, yeah, kill me. I want to be wanted. We're gonna play you know, Game of Thrones. We started a whole podcast because I wasn't on your Nick. other podcast. That's true. <laughs> so then, in between those two things, we did uh, get a brief moment with Shay the funny whore. Um, <laughs> she's not a whore. Hmm? She's not a whore. She's Shay the funny. Whore. Shay the funny whore. I, uh, Yes. Ugh. I'm just repeating what she said earlier. Yeah, she's a whore. Um, I'm not attracted to Shay. Should I throw that out there? I'm okay. attracted to Nala. Got it. Nala. I'm attracted to Jasmine. Shay. Check. I'm not attracted to Shay. Real life human woman? No. No. I mean, yeah, she's she's got an attractive like like body and things like that. But like but when she's fully clothed, I'm like, nah, I'm not not about it. Wow. Bro, the things you say. So when this female is fully clothed, not. you're just like, nah. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. <laughs> I, f- I find her annoying as shit. Like the whole like, are you ashamed of me? Fuck you, man. Like th- this guy just made me hand to the king and told me not to bring a whore. Like y- that's what you are. 
I mean, it's a spade a spade. I got nothing against. Well, I do have a lot against Shay actually, but no, I mean because she like we makes know about him or things she, we don't. She makes him he, just the way that she's already acted. She's already acted really annoyingly. Okay, so annoy the shit out of me. All and right. then when she, the lay the line of the Shay the funny whore. It, it I've never found it funny. I've never found it like endearing. I found it really like annoying. Okay, but what if it was a cartoon lion saying all these things? <laughs> <laughs> How would you now you're putting that? me in predicament. <laughs> now I'm stumped. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it's just a moment where t- the the point of the scene is to show that Tyrion's Bringing quote unquote him. standing up to Tywin, not right. to his face, but he's going to do well, it he, anyway. He's too short to do that. <laughs> Ooh. He's on fire. Okay. Um, then we go to a scene where Danny um, is with Drogo and uh, and she says, remember our first ride? And my question was, <laughs> what ride is she <laughs> talking <one>? about? Because <laughs> they had a couple of first rides together and I didn't, I honestly didn't really know what she's, is she talking about actual like horse riding? So uh, in the books, you know, I mean, you know this, but she, Drogo gives her a horse at their wedding. Right. Right. Which he did in the show. Correct. Because it's, you know, they are the horse people. It's <laughs> right. kind of important. That's what they do. Horse people. Uh, so that is her, like, she names it Silver. That's her Silver. Mm. Like, it's a, you know, beautiful horse. Same in the show. Um, but they but they make a big deal out of that, especially with it being Drogo's first gift to her. In well, the and because the connection Correct. with the Dothraki. Connection with the Dothraki, the, the first gift, stuff like that. And so it would make sense that going back, you know, laying on you know what is eventually going to be his deathbed, that she goes back to... The first time they rode horses together. Correct. Right. Yeah. Rode her silver, and she feels free. She's not under Viserys's thumb anymore. She doesn't, you know, she, you know, all that kind of shit. But, anyways, so it doesn't make as much sense in the it, show. I think it could be a double entendre, but I don't think Danny talks like that. <laughs> At least that we've seen in the show, like Justin, right? <laughs> He's reading his notes. He's reading his. He can't yeah. read what he wrote. I've seen that notebook. It's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading ahead just so I know kind of the direction we're going. Um, my next note was she kills him. She killed that MF, <laughs> which stands for motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, she no. had that wow. su- sweet moment um, where she's like emotional and she's trying to, to get him to do something though. She's like, you know, show me. Yeah, like, give me something. Show on, me buddy. something and nothing shows. She takes that pillow. And she kills that motherfucker. After twiddling his nipple a little bit. He was already dead. Which I wish... What about this? Does this do it for you, Drogo? (laughs) Nope. Then Uh, I don't have anything else. (laughs) I've tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. (laughs) Uh, It was a sad moment because we've seen Danny grow to love him and care about him and and feel connected to him. And then he's gone. At her... I mean, she's the one who pulls the plug, basically. Um, even though he was already a lost cause, um, kind of but pushes the plug a little bit, she, huh? She kind of pushes it. Yeah, no, push him. So push. Him. That's what I we were saying during the Joffrey scene. I'm gay. Push <laughs> I have AIDS. I'm new, I'm in, new in town. town. What are three things. In <laughs> what are three <laughs> random things about and you? What are three other things? <laughs> if so you don't push. know what we're talking about, go watch John, John Mulaney on Netflix. It's the funniest just thing on Netflix. Watch so all funny. of them. Yeah. He's what is that? Three? Is that Comeback Kid? 
No, that's new. No, it's new in town. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. There's a horse in the hospital. Right. That's a that's the funniest thing on Netflix. Is, Which is new in town. By the way, it's a great. Well, that's from it's that, that bit's from Kid Gorgeous. I bet you Justin's gonna say this is better in. Person. Would you shut the fuck up for three <laughs> seconds? Is it better in person? That that one is from Kid Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The horse in the hospital is from Kid Gorgeous. New in town. It maybe the, is Kid Gorgeous that I think is the best, funniest. No, new. I think New in Town. New in Town is the funniest thing on Netflix. All of John Mulaney is the funniest thing on Netflix. Right. Yeah. He was also Spider Ham in, in, in uh, Spider Verse. Spider Verse, which is a delightful movie. It was so good. Um, <laughs> I just washed my hands. That's why they're wet. <laughs> no other reason. Uh, my favorite line that he has is when he talks about like the significance of a character an hour into the movie. Mm-hmm. Like he breaks the fourth wall there, and the fact that he wasn't introduced as a character until like an hour into the movie, uh, and I just I laugh at that because it's such a John Mulaney. I could see him John on Mulaney stage thing. doing that. Um, anyway, then we see, uh, and this is I'm just going to give you my notes for this: Pycelle and Roz power couple? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> Wait, say that again? No, no. Pycelle and Roz power couple? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? It's a. It's. Uh, Gross. It's hard to not yeah, call a it a throwaway, scene. but it kind of is a throwaway. Yeah, but it's that's not, why my next uh, my next note funny. was LMFAO and his yoga stretch. Right. Yeah. The yeah. End I'm sorry. Of, yoga sesh. The end of the scene was, I thought, fairly important. Yeah. You see that he's a fraud. Yeah. Okay. Which is important. Yeah, I think. But I, it's, I think we all could have probably not. I mean, not, maybe not. I all, wouldn't guess that. I think no we, way. Okay. All you right. couldn't have guessed that he was. You could have guessed that he was maybe like a liar, yeah. But not that he's totally faking this whole entire character. Yeah. But he, the but the whole conversation is just like it drags on and on, and you feel like Roz shows in that in that scene where it's like, well, yeah, it's like just an dude. Old would you guy get talking. to the fucking point? Yeah, and and then you don't even remember what the point is. What what was the thing about kings? Uh, the kings. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> like that's exactly how. Yeah. And but yeah, the fraud yeah. thing. But I mean, I thought that like every time he's he also says in the show, he says the uh, right. That's what I'm saying is you don't necessarily need that to th- think that. OK, Pycelle is kind of eh, up to something. Um, no, 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 I'm saying I each time he's talked in the show, I've been like, oh, this guy. Oh, like, get to oh, the point. Come okay. on, old man. Why are you still a part of any of right. this? How are you still alive? Yeah, like his conversations with Ned. I was like, what? Just why are you talking to him? He's just rambling. Yeah. Yeah. But then um, we see like it's all an act and he like does his little jumping jacks and shrugs his shoulders and puts on his cracks his back. Right. Puts on his hunch and walks on. He does say the the episode title though. Yeah. Fire and blood. Fire and blood. Um, We spent a lot of time talking about something that was a throwaway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then also, do, do you think he actually thinks that Joffrey is a tactical not genius. No, like but he knows, that, he knows that whores talk mm-hmm. and that if anyone were to be with Roz and it came back that he was talking shit about Joffrey, his time as an advisor to the king is over. Right. He's going to be but one you, head shorter. But you could have just not talked about it. What is else he is just he trying to like about? building himself up here a little bit? No, I think he's just continuing to play the one, part. He's continuing to play the part. I think that that whole thing about not knowing what he was talking about is a ruse. Because as soon as she walks out the door, he's like, oh, 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 I'm stretching. I'm oh, good. yeah, no, like, he's totally fine. So I think he's just totally like playing the part and acting like a senile, crazy old man. Right. He is crazy, but not losing like, his mind. Like, like in the, the way, way that Joffrey's crazy. He's right. Like, so then we see the throne room. We see Varys and Littlefinger uh, kind of there. And um, 
Varys asks uh, Littlefinger, like, you know, what do you see? He basically talks about his backstory, all the people who doubted you, all the people who mocked you, all the people who, you know, what do, what do you see them, uh, you know? All bowing and, you and He know, says it's, it's, it's hard, hard to simper the- and bow without heads. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, then he says, uh, basically, like, what about you? Like, what do you want or what do you see? And Varys says that he doesn't want to be king. And um, he say, he actually says, I'm probably the only man in the city who doesn't want to be on the throne. And um, and for one, I just wanted to ask you, do you believe him? I think I do. Okay. The second, do you believe him? I'm just kidding. Don't answer that. Uh, the second question, or the second thing is, um, uh, then Littlefinger takes a little jab at him and says, you must be one of the few men in this city who isn't a man. <laughs> and I just was like, better that, that was so stupid. I thought, yeah. I thought that's Varys, Varys did <laughs> so much better in this war of words than yeah. 100%. Littlefinger Yeah, that was such like an elementary... The whole purpose of this scene, though, is to show the mutual respect and sort of like... They're like trying to figure you not. out, yeah. Uh, between Varys and Littlefinger, it's like you two, yeah. And I think that they walked away from it <laughs> both. Did you want me to comment on it's that? An exhausting relationship, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Nick gave like a, yeah, and then you were just like, he does it to himself, I do it to myself. It's it fine. is what it you is. Don't. Let's go. We're both over. moving on. Uh, so Great anyway, <laughs> it was just it was just a, a cool scene where I think you you get a picture of these two. I like I personally I like Varys. Same. Um, I think he's a really interesting character. I, I also, like Littlefinger. I, yeah, I was just say Littlefinger is one of my favorite characters in the show because he is so enigmatic. Like it, it's it's hard to pinpoint. You don't really know what he's going to do next because he. Doesn't really know what he's going to do next I until do, it happens. I do like Varys more than Littlefinger. Sure, I do. I think now too. Right. Yeah. And I, it wasn't like that at the beginning. I remember yeah. arguing about how I liked Littlefinger so yeah. much more. But they talk yeah. about we have a new king, and then that new quote unquote king walks around, walks the in. Well, now he's is. now he's not the real king. Now the only king. That the king mean about north? money too is the king in the, the north. The king in the north. Um, so then we see uh, still in King's Landing, but it's Arya and Yorin. Uh, he's basically like coaching her on how she's to behave and act if she wants to like preserve her life. Uh, then he drops her off basically uh, with the the rest of the losers, and uh, then we meet Hot Pie. Mm. Hot Pie and some kid that I don't know his name. Uh, is it? He's really Ollie? ugly. Is it Ollie? No, Ollie's. Yeah, no, it's um starts with a Y. Well, you also thought it it was Ollie. I'm gonna get it. No, 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 it starts with a Y. I'm gonna get it. Yolly. No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So then we get a we get a cool scene where uh, Hot Pie is like, I kicked the shit out of him, basically kicked him to bits, and then Arya pulls a sword and is like, I like you're full of shit. I've I have killed somebody. I've, I've I'll killed do a it fat again. boy. I'll do it again. Have you uh, killed anyone? And um and it, I think that that just serves serves to show that Arya is not the same kind of character that Sansa is. I think oh. it's it's showing a discrepancy, like even more right. Uh, and she's going to kind of have to be because now she's off on a different adventure. Um, where she's surrounded by like rapers and murderers and um all sorts of like criminals and i mean he got this crew primarily from the dungeons mm-hmm. like most of the people that yoren's taking back to the wall, the wall 
not AWOL. I'm trying to think of other things to Google because it's not coming up with what I'm using. <laughs> Sorry. Because he's a, probably an uncredited character. No, he's not. He, um, he okay. Game of Thrones hot pie friend. Then we see, I did hot pie another kid. <laughs> then we see... <laughs> didn't come back. Then we see Gendry, little heart next to his name because he's a hunk. And that... So I was asking, and I think I figured it out. That is Robert's bastard son from the Forge because... With the cool with helmet. With the cool helmet. Yeah. And that's how I like... Knew it was him, yeah. but okay. Yeah, and I just think he's kind of hot, so I'll put a heart next to his name. Gendry? Right. Yeah, he's got big big muscles. Yeah. Um, we also heard, uh, I believe... was Lamy. Yes. Lamy. Yeah, you're right. Lamy. Lamy and Hot Pie. Yeah. You're right. Not a Y. It ends with a Y, though. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> it could start with a Y. It's somebody, like a foreign name. Somebody calls somebody Sorry Sons of Whores... Was that Gendry that said that? No, it's Yorin. He's like, come on, you sorry uh, sons of horse. And I just thought... A thousand leagues between here and the wall. I wrote that down simply and because... winter is coming. <laughs> Sometimes I'm trying to talk and he just... Well, I wanted to say it because he's Keith Winter. And he's coming. Here. No. Notebook. Okay, I'm done. That was all. Okay, we're, we're just going to move on because that point that's pointless now. Then we see... Um, Lord Commander Mormont and John, uh, he, John is obviously looks a little sleepy and Mormont says, was that moonlight ride that tiring? And John's face is like, what the fuck? How do you know what, how do you know about that? I'm going to die. And he, he tells him like, it's fine. If we, if we behead, if we took the heads of every person who ever like took the night off, basically who ran away for the night, it'd be ghosts guarding the wall. And I thought it was funny because John's, Wolf is ghost and ghost guards the wall and ghost. Oh, wow. I see what you did there. That's good. I thought you'd like that more um, than you did, and I feel self conscious about myself. Now. I think you did a pretty good job. I feel like I liked it. I did like it. I wanted it bigger. <laughs> Run it back. <laughs> uh, he said, uh, "Honor made you leave, and honor brought you back." John says, my friends brought me back. He says, I, I didn't, didn't say, say it was your, your honor. honor. <laughs> it was your honor. <laughs> I just That's thought that was one. so good. Like, yeah, Mormont's, Mormont's good like that. Mormont has some, some one-liners, and uh, yeah, I like, I like him. I think, I think everyone has... Obviously, in, in the show, in episode one, we see a deserter lose his head. And I think that that built this fear that like any kind of misstep was going to end in that. But what we've seen so far with John's experience at the wall is that everyone he's spoken to, primarily the two people that we've gotten it the most from are um, Eamon, mm-hmm. uh, Maester Eamon, and Lord Commander Mormont, and even Benjamin a little bit. But we we get a really forgiving nature, like a really understanding of the scenario and the situation you're in. And I think that that's that helped when I was watching the show, put me a little bit at ease. Cause I was so nervous. Like it felt like any kind of misstep at the wall and you were done for, but John left for the night and commander Mormont's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> you're saying like, at least you didn't go to the town or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that made me like, I was kind of like, wait, weren't they, aren't they supposed to not, like take a woman. Well, remember Sam vows? actually says that a couple episodes back. He's like, I know for a fact some of the officers go, you know, to Molestown brothels, and and uh, and that's when John, <laughs> he's like, uh, you know, Sam says that that you know, um, don't you think it's a little hypocritical of them like to tell us to be celibate and they're off, you know, whatever. <laughs> and John's, and like, John's like, 
I didn't think you'd be that upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a total, total burn. Um, Poor Sam. Then we, then we see a, a, a cool moment for John where we see that he, he is actually going to get a chance to, to ride out uh, north of the wall as, yeah, as a ranging party. And I like, how, party. I like how Mormont states it. Like, I mean, as they're, it's kind of that voiceover as they're getting ready to go out through the tunnel. But, um, but he says, like, okay, look, you had your midnight ride. You've had your decision making. Now's the time. Like you, you, there's no more on the fence. You're either with us, a man of the night's watch, or a bastard boy who wants to play at war. And that's just a, it's a great it's a great way of Mormont just like laying it down. Like, dude, you gotta you gotta fucking you know you gotta figure this out. You're not. There's no more jumping back and forth. There's no more. I'm hearing getting ravens from south from the south and 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 you know want to go help. It, it, we need you up here, man. How is their war any more important than the one that we have? Because and he he mentions we're riding in force against wildlings and and white walkers and whatever else is out there. Um, you know, and and so you finally get somebody almost acknowledge somebody south of the wall acknowledging that the white walkers are 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 back. Like this, this shit's real, and now we're going out to basically fight them or figure out what's going on because we're not going to sit meekly by. And I, I just really like that scene from Mormont. And again, he's he's somebody that I really like. Yeah, he's a good character. Do you have anything to add? Nope. It is cool that John is getting a chance to kind of head out and and fulfill his dream, which really was to uh, build a little prestige around his his person and do some cool shit and he's going to do some cool, scary, but cool shit, uh, and ride out, um, with a ranging party. So that's pretty exciting. Um, then, then we come to the kind of pinnacle final moment of season one, which Mm. is, uh, we're back across the narrow sea and we see Danny in all of her like might and authority, you know, deliver this, kind of speech to the people she tells them you will be my Kalasar. um you know i free you you can take off your your slave collars uh if you stay you know she says uh you're gonna basically be here as family like you're choosing if you stay it's because you choose to be here and you're gonna be a part of what of you know this family and you're gonna be here as a friend and like we're gonna do this shit, and you see some people walk out. You see some people leave. Lots of people. Um, and she doesn't say anything. She just lets him be. So she's obviously, um, you know, a person of her word. Then she says, "I'm Daenerys Stormborn of House Targaryen. I'm the blood of Old Valyria. I'm the dragon's daughter. Uh, those who would harm you will die screaming," which I thought was fuck yeah, fucking wild. Uh, then, then we immediately cut to Miriam as door. We hear her say, you will not hear me scream. And Danny says, I will, I will, but it's not your <laughs> screams. I want only your life. Dude. She's just cold hearted at that and point. She delivers it with such like so directly, so calmly. She's just so matter of fact, it's not your screams. I want it's your life. And I was like, oof. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. Uh, I love that. I mean, we see this progression of Danny. I mean, think when we met Danny, she was this, this young, like hadn't been through really a whole lot when it comes to like you know, just almost weak. 
I might call her weak. Like she, she just tells, she tells Viserys, like, I just want to go home. I don't want to, I don't want to do any of this. I don't want to deal with that. Understandably, I mean, I, I don't blame her, but she was just weak, young girl. And now she's this woman that is saying, bind that bitch to the fire and she's going to fucking scream or I'm, I'm, I will, I will hear you scream, but that's not what I want. I just, I just want your life because you've clearly shown that that doesn't mean anything to you. So I'm just going to go ahead and take it because mm-hmm. it was mine all along and I allowed you to have it up to this point, but no longer because you've done some stupid shit. I love it. Yeah. Then uh, Danny, as she's kind of preparing the funeral pyre, she's loading the dragon eggs onto it. And Jorah's like, sell that shit. And she says that th- these weren't given to me to sell. Uh, um, basically, she's she's saying like these were a gift for my wedding. And now that Drogo's gone, like these... This was a this was a symbol of that, and you know I'm not gonna sell these and you know do anything else with them. I'm I'm moving on from that. Uh, I she had to have. I don't. Yeah, feeling I think, the the power. Right. Uh, I think she's. I think she's. She that she has a very clear uh, goal in that. I mean, because already earlier on in this year in the season. Um, she puts that dragon head on the fire mm-hmm. and you, you, you know, at the time you were like, Oh shit, is there something going to happen and put it on the fire? Um, so she's already been thinking about this. Like, can I turn these into something other than that's how you get dragons, just petrified dragon eggs. Um, so that's what I wanted to hear. Keith, you had had that thought earlier on in the season. Were you thinking that at this moment when they're putting those eggs on the fire and oh, George drawing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, okay, so you thought okay, you're you're thinking she's doing this on purpose. We were she's, both Lauren and I were talking about how excited we were to see dragons at at this point <laughs> in the in the scene. We're like well, we're gonna we're gonna see dragons. This is yeah. gonna be great. And I wrote at the top or right here in says, all caps, dragons exclamation point because I also was excited for dragons. Um, yeah, then she climbs onto the fire. Uh, you know, she seems totally unfazed. Then we we see the scene in the the morning. The fires died out. Everyone's asleep. You know, people start kind of stirring. Jorah's walking. It surprised me that Jorah didn't stay right there the whole night. He obviously had gone away for something. I think it's just a drama thing. I agree. I thought about that the whole time. I was like, can I, can I sort of like rationalize that in my head? There's or, no or... chance Jorah wasn't right there the whole time. No, because he brings that up before. He's like, I'm not going to watch you. Maybe that's why he left. Because yeah, he said, he didn't I'm not going to watch her. Right. Maybe. I'm not going to, I won't watch you burn. And she goes, Oh, sweetie, is that what you're, is that what you're worried about? Is that what she says? No. And that's how she says it. Yeah. She says, uh, Is that what you fear? I think is what the actual line is. Gives him a little, and then a little smooch. Little, little smooch, little peck, little peck that he seemed to he be, goes, Ooh. He seemed to be happy about that. If that was an anime, a heart would float off of his head or something. Don't talk to me about anime. Okay. You don't know anyway. I just know that what was that porno one that we looked at that one day? Well, first off, what? Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> so casually dropped. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. First of all, number one, we didn't look up <laughs> shit. We did not look up shit. I starts with a W. I have never seen whatever this is. Starts with a W. Secondly, what is it? It's Wal- Waluigi Hentai. Yes. Gross. 
I did. I someone was looking this up. Somebody, I sent a screenshot. I saw on the internet mm-hmm. somebody posted. Oh something my god, about, that was so funny. What was the <laughs> what was the te- the? It somebody, was about Jesus and Waluigi. <laughs> oh oh oh! It was somebody said uh, you really think you really mean to tell me that. Uh, Jesus died died on the cross for my sins, knowing full well that I was going to be blasting rope to Waluigi <laughs> anti. And I texted in our in our group text and said, "I don't know what this is, but it feels it feels significant. It feels bad." And Nick fucking Googled it, and well, Nathan told Nathan from the Sully J and Nate show. He's the Nate part. Mm-hmm. He said, and "This is what's annoying about that podcast is that I'm on this fucking group thread." <laughs> Anyways, um, that's not the podcast group thread. That's no. the fight night text. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, it has the same guys. And you. Can you make Nick part of the Patreon of SJN show? No, because he's not a patron. Okay. <laughs> what he's not? If so facto. No. Uh, Emily, it comes out of his hard-earned pockets. Emily's a patron, so and throw back to him. Okay, earlier in the day that yeah, thanks, Keith. Yeah, wasn't on this podcast. That's fine. Uh, I'm gonna get more in and trouble then, for that than anything else in this fucking thing. Just uh, hard-earned pockets. Yeah. So, that so basically, Nate said Nathan says, "Hey, just just Google it, and and you'll know what we mean." And I don't, I don't care about my Google history. Like my, my wife knows I don't watch porn. Like I'm not, I'm, I understand that's a, that's a big thing and big addiction. I'm not taking that lightly, but I don't. And so I'm just like, I don't really care. We, we have a very open, like, I'm just really excited to see where this journey. So I looked it up. I was like, what, what is this? I just need to have something to it. And it is graphic and uh, and crazy. Here's what the actual message that i found it's, it it's funny it's catholic canon that in the garden of gethsemane jesus christ saw every sin committed by human beings which means that he watched a guy blasting rope to waluigi hentai and still decided to sacrifice himself for humanity <laughs> absolute legend i said idk what waluigi hentai is but this is hilarious and the best part was that in the comment section some guy said or maybe it's not even a sin and then at some point Nick says, I Googled it, interested to see how that affects my algorithms. <laughs> I said, can't wait to see. Was it good? Did you get some ideas for role playing? And Nathan says, it's basically just cartoon anime porn. Nick says, bingo. Sully <laughs> says, so who the fuck is yanking one to Waluigi? Nathan says, someone that Jesus still loves and would die for, apparently. And Nick says, that was beautiful, Nathan. <laughs> and it's and then Nick threat. later down says, are you a Christian? Mainly because Jesus died for people who blasted rope to Waluigi Hentai. And Nathan says, now, well, now I am. <laughs> well, now I am. And that was a glorious way to like- end this season of Game of Thrones. No, no fucking we were so it, excited yeah. about dragons and yeah, we he, end with he Waluigi kisses, hentai. He, she kisses him on the cheek. He gets all smushy, smushy. She walks in. You were asking why Jorah would have left. I guess that's probably it. Is what we. I know, wasn't said. asking why he would have left. I was just commenting, acknowledging the left. fact that he would not have left. Well, yeah, but it he was did a say, I won't watch story. you burn. Um, I think it's really cool that her, like, her dress is on fire. When she walks into she she's on fire. In the book, yeah. Everything, including her hair, burns off. She's 
the only thing left is her skin. And knowing George, he probably talked about her like under the belt hair Simple. as well. Yeah, yeah right. Like, like he's, he's a he's he's oof. gross. He's, he's gross, gross, and he comes up with Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he's also a boring name comer upper with her. Yeah, some good ones. It was a joke. Okay, boring name comer upper with her. That was, um, I was just trying to. I loved it. So then, so we we open we you know Jorah's feet are walking up, and then we see in the smoldering ashes this form of a female, <laughs> a woman, <laughs> uh, and and this little chirpy dragon, this little cute little chirpy dragon in the back, man. And you, Keith, you had said when we did Keith knows in episode zero, you knew that. Uh, that she is the Daenerys was the mother of dragons. You know, she, you know, so this must have been pretty validating to like, hey, I said that. I was excited about that. I was excited about knowing that the dragons would show up because of the fire on the eggs. Mm-hmm. Just excited to see dragons. Although I kind of want to go back and look it up the picture now. I think those might be Wervens and not dragons, but that's a minor. Wow. Uh, that's the truth. Uh, there, That's like a huge thing on the internet. Excellent. Because of the way that the hands and the wings yeah, and the, they, ha- they don't have shit. wings separate from their front hands. They have wings on their arms. Yeah. So it makes it a different creature. Yeah, those are Wervens, not dragons. So you are correct. She's and another I, of Wervens. I only so know that when we get Jack Leeson on here, we will tell him to tell D&D to tell Alan Rickman... To tell us that we need to change our podcast name to what's his name? Orphans it's not Alan Drake. Rickman. It's, Alan <laughs> it's definitely not Alan Rickman. Snape. Snape. It's Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor was the director of this episode. He's a fucking moron. I don't know if that was him. It was probably the CGI department. It was probably George R. R. Martin. Right. I'm sure he had a giant saying what the dragons looked like. Yeah. And well, he, well, he can't, he's a he's not a moron. He came her upper with Kevin, so he probably <laughs> didn't know about the difference between dragons and Orphans. Anyways, that's a good catch. I've I've been watching the show for eight years and never thought about that. How many Wervens have you interacted with? Zero. There you go. It what takes the a fuck is a Wervin. I played World a, of Warcraft for a very long time and gone. Okay. It takes a true nerd to clearly do that. And that's why we're glad. I do you're love here. you, Keith. I'm glad you're here. I'm and happy to be here most of the time. That's a really good, uh, really good addition. Um, and a good way to, to wrap up this two and a half hour episode. I do. I mean, this is a finale though. This is the finale. Yeah. We've had a whole season. Lots to go back on. Keith, I want to hear where you're at one season in. One eighth of the way through Game of Thrones. Gosh, I want to read the book. Yeah. No. Well, um, you can. You can read uh, uh, book uh, one. Yes. Um, wanted to hit next on that player again. Yeah. You got to wait a year. Favorite character. Yeah, I was going to say, one. are we taking a year off to uh, just like Game of Thrones? No, that's the yeah. good part. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, see, see you in April. See, you, see you next year. Thanks for listening to uh, Orphans and Wherefords. <laughs> Favorite character so far? Uh, the dragons. <laughs> you spent uh, the last five minutes talking shit about this. Well, I, that's, that's a joke. Um, I don't know. It's a... Batasa between probably Danny and Tyrion. For very different reasons. Two on both choices. sides, obviously. Who's your... F- f- Ned? Um, no, no, I, I think for me it is, it is Tyrion. That's the one where if I'm, if I'm being honest, 
any scene that pops up and it's Tyrion, I'm like, oh yeah, I love the scene. You know what I mean? So um, I, there's a lot of characters that I love. I do love Danny. I think she, she, her character probably has the her and Rob probably the strongest arcs of the of season one. You see the most growth with them, right? And I think it was this last scene that shot Danny up into oh for that sure contention for me because just like how strong she was and how cool. It's the whole last episode, right? The whole last episode. She goes from in episode nine. She's trying to save Drogo any way that she can, any you know, anything that it takes, do it. And now she's realizing that even though I love Drogo, I don't need him for me to be strong and me to be a, a major player in this world. Um, and obviously, the mother dragon thing doesn't hurt. Uh, yeah, I think Danny and, and Rob are strongest character arcs grow the most. They you know they've developed the most. I think Tyrion is my favorite just because he's funny and clever and, um, yeah, quick-witted. I just love watching Tyrion scenes. And we all know yours is Rickon, so you don't have to answer the question. Yours is Rob. The King of the North, yeah. Right. That's fair. Rickon, the King of the North. No. <laughs> Fuck Rickon. Uh, it's definitely Rob. Best dressed in season one. Most fire fit. Uh... What's his dude, the Knight of the Flowers? Ooh, good one. Loris Tyrell. Yeah. Robert's. Ned, Ned's head on the spike. Oh, ouch. Jesus. <laughs> Robert's uh, get up when he's talking to Cersei in the uh, chamber. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's mine too. Mm-hmm. Um, hottest male character? You. Nope. Damn it, Keith. God. <laughs> Come on. Roll with it. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, Jamie. Okay. Ooh, okay. Hmm. Interested to see our taste in men. It's gonna be Rob. Uh, so here's the thing: as the series goes on, I know that Kit Harrington gets nothing but hotter. But in this, in this season, it's Rob. Who is Kit Harrington? Uh, Jon Snow. Snow. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kyle Drogo. Oh, good one. Okay, oh, that's also a good one. Yeah, I'm not. That's too much muscle for me. I, I I definitely get where he's an attractive human and has a tiny penis, but I, I it's too much muscle for me. Uh, I think I think I would be suited more for a Rob. <laughs> I don't think I could take a Joko. Most interesting or mo- storyline you're most interested to see play out in season two. A combination of dragons and what the Night Watch find. Mm, good one. Uh, I don't know if it holds as much weight with me and you because we've seen it so many times. Um, but my favorite storyline is ones it. that I can't say. Spoil it on this episode. Well, don't spoil anything. Pay for my bathroom remodel. <laughs> Just say the name of the character. So, But I can't spoil. Is it a spoiler to name new characters we haven't met? Yeah. Okay. Then, okay. <laughs> I'm... Um, I'm I, Based on where we are at ending, yeah, what are you most excited to see continue? I'm not asking for what do you see coming at you a thousand miles an hour because you've seen it thirty times. King in the North, yeah, mine too. Right. And and how and how that like plays out in the war and what they do and strategy and all that kind of stuff. I don't think there's a wrong answer to any of these questions. No, and I know you're not saying it, but the like, spoiler would have been the wrong answer. <laughs> That's why <what laughs> well, I want to yeah. check first. I, right. just, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, totally Plus spoiling actually what happens, right? But, but I'm like, not. I want to know like continuate like what we've seen what are you excited to continue to explore not what curveball are you looking for 
It's not curveball. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is there any other kind of like wrap up season one question that we should ask? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think we covered it, and and you know, I think I think we've done a great job. Is there anything you want to ask? Man, I think we've done a great job too. <clears throat> this is a disaster. <laughs> it's not a any, disaster. Is there anything I want to ask? Yeah. Um, that's not trying to get spoilers out of us. No. Uh, what I. I, I kind of wish when Rob was hitting that tree that it was one of those God trees. Mm. Oh, yeah. That, that would have cool. been like a cool... I kind of looked for that. I looked to I see... I thought that's what that it was going to be. But that would be... Yeah. That would have been like a powerful moment. They like don't... Subtle. They don't exist in the South. They've all been... Right. Yeah. That's what I remembered. Like, right. they don't... They're not south of Winterfell, but... Um, one thing I would... the North. One thing I would like to ask, just fu- finishing up season one, if you've enjoyed this podcast... It we would like to do some cool stuff with it when it comes to uh, merchandise, when it comes to giveaways, when it comes to you know groups and and extra content, things like that, guest hosts, all those things. Um, please consider you know being you know supporting the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash dragons dreadforts. I I really think that's that that's a great way to show your support. We love the we love the voicemails. Those are free. But we would love, you know, some support on the Patreon to give us the ability to do some cool things and really uh, take this to the next level when it comes to season two and beyond. Yeah. And I mean, to be that person, like if you can't, it's totally cool. Like rate us on whatever you're listening to. Tell the podcast or tell your friends about it. Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Keith, you want to drop the Instagram? Uh, Nope. (laughs) Dragons. Dragons. Dreadfords. Dragons. Dragons. Dreadfords. Dragons. Dreadfords for everything. It's Dragons. Look, now it's just a, now it's just a funny running joke. Find us on Instagram at Dragons Jetforts. Justin, you want to drop yours? What do you got? Jane Neal 100. Ooh, yeah. For nice pictures of your cats and kids. Cats and kids. Cats and kids. Yeah. Did you get that second cat? Saturday. Nice. Coming up. Patreon Nick. is at Dragons Dreadforts no, as well. Patreon.com slash Dragons Dreadforts. Right. Oh, so the hotline number is 352. Number something, number something coming 2409. It's in the show notes. Nick, what's your Instagram handle this week? I didn't get one for a season. Dickhead Nick. Yeah, that's a good one. Wizard Harry.